Hello and welcome to the Games List, the podcast for game completionists. Today we're talking about the latest news, our favourite games to help introduce ourselves, and what we're playing this week. I'm with Joseph Yaden and Josh Nichols, and my name is Chris Penwell. Holy crap, this is the first episode, guys. Yeah, that's. I have been wanting to do a gaming podcast for years, and it seems like I've tried to a lot of times. And so the fact that we're doing this is pretty amazing. Like I'm really, I'm really excited about it. Oh yeah, I, I agree, Joseph. It's always hard to like line everything up, but I've always wanted to do yeah. it too. Yeah, and it's just so cool that we just like met through the internet. Like the internet is incredible. Like I don't even remember. Like one of, one of you was just like, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast?" And I'm like, "Yes." Yes, that sounds great. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, it's been and here we it's are. Fantastic, you know. Um, just meeting each other through Twitter. Like um, Josh and I worked at Bega Games for a bit, but uh, yeah, oh, okay. it's, it's been yeah, fantastic. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I tried to write for Bago Games. I don't know what oh. happened. I think <laughs> I don't know. If I, <laughs> I think I think the universe eventually wanted us to all come together, right. but. I don't know what happened at that point. I, I don't know if I sent in an application and never heard back. I can't remember, but well, that's I'm funny. Well, I'm going to say that it was not when I was in charge of what, uh, checking for applications. It was definitely not that. Oh, were you were you the one who would look at people? For, who for a while, yeah, I was doing that. So let's, <laughs> I'm going to hope that it wasn't when I was doing that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping it yeah. wasn't me either. <laughs> yeah, depending on... Depending on when that was, we're, this is getting off the rails already. Oh, but oh yeah. depending on when that when that was, uh, my stuff probably wasn't very good at the time, so it was probably justified. Like, ugh, <laughs> look at this guy. You guys are both laughing. Oh man, this is awful. That'd be terrible and funny if Chris and I both were like, oh yeah, I remember looking at his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are you guys writing yeah. for now? Like, what what are you doing? Uh, uh, I, I'm not doing anything currently. I just talk about games on Twitter because I love games and I play games. I yeah, don't... you you are very inspirational on there, and I'm not being facetious when I say that. You, it seems like every day are like, "Here's another game I beat," and I'm like, "Dude, I can't beat any. I don't remember <laughs> if I ever have beat a game in my life." Like you are being, you are over here like game after game after game, and I'm just like, "Dude, when do when do you find time to do this?" I, think I'm on I game cut into three. my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm on 35 now. Yeah, yeah Chris I'm is on 38. <laughs> yeah, he's ahead right now. So what are the stipulations for this? Do you have to, like, 100% it or just get through see it, credits. start to finish? Like, see yeah, credits. Okay. That's, that's what it is for me. And I, and I, 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 the way I personally play games is I try to shoot for 75-80% completion my first playthrough. Because here's my thing. I used to do 100% completion in my first playthrough. And it just gets the way of the story, and you'll start to resent the game because you're like, I don't mm-hmm. want to keep having to redo this. I want to know what happens next. So I usually kind of go back through and clean up later. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what about this? Is a loophole? What about games that have the credits available right from the start? Uh, nah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Interesting. Um, so yeah, you. I also you wouldn't a... include Far Cry Four's thing where you can quote uh, right. unquote beat the game. It's like you didn't play the game. Go play the yeah, game. Exactly. Um, that was so, cool, yeah, exactly. So yeah. So you're very active on Twitter. Uh, as for me, I'm a contributor at Twinfinite, um, which has been really crazy. Like I read your guys' stuff. You guys got good stuff. Thank mm. you. Yeah, you know, like sometimes people, um, you know, when they do their podcasts, like kind of funny or whatever, I know sometimes they use Twinfinite's articles. And oh, yeah, that's just do. like insane. Like I'm like, I don't, I don't 
like when I started this year, I was just writing for some small little site, and now I'm writing for a site that is on kind of funny. Like, yeah, it's that's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. What about you, Chris? So I'm writing for Bega Games right now. Um, I'm a freelance writer, and I'm about to finish COS, so I'll be available much more than I would be. So <laughs> I look out for yeah, more writing from me awesome. in the next few months as I as I start to finish my uh, my classes. That was actually one reason I took a break, and I know you guys will both be able to relate to this because you're both writing for places, was I was like, I don't have time to do this and play games I want to play. You know, so I got to a point where I was only able to play games that I was writing about. And there's nothing wrong with that, but like, you know, you get to a point where you're like, man, I really want to play that game over there, but I can't. I have to play yeah. this. And yeah, I'm that, trying to do both. That so. can kind of get weird where you're like, man, okay, I have free time now, but I don't even want to play anything because I'm, I'm so burnt out, you know? Yeah. And you're like, I just want to replay Uncharted 2, but I have to review this game. <laughs> <laughs> so. But at the same yeah. time, I got review code of, uh, the Witcher Free Wild Hunt a week early, so <laughs> there are oh, some man. perks. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's the best perk. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's how you know you're like, okay, I'm doing a good job. I I'm I'm doing the right thing here. When you start getting your first review codes for games, that's like really awesome. I actually uh, still get emailed codes too. I don't know why. I'm on like Stride PR, I think it is. I'm on their like mailing list. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't use them because, like, I don't feel right about it. But, like, I'm, like, I just, yeah. I, I still get codes, like, every week, every few weeks. Yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. Um, and it, it's, like, a reward, you know? Like, oh, man, this is cool. Like, free game, and this is, like, official. That's how you know it's real, you know? The best was when the game you're reviewing lined up with, like, I want to play that next. Yes. And, and then the cherry on top was you got it for free. So there is... Like, I used right. to, love going to GameStop and canceling your pre-order and they're like, why are you canceling this? You're like, I already have the game. <laughs> I don't need it. So a game you might be pre-ordering um, would be Dreams and it's actually getting a beta in 2018. Um, what details yeah, do you have about so good. that? 2018, the year of our Lord, this game is actually a thing. Can you believe <laughs> it? I, I, like, that. it's been like a joke, right? Yeah. Like, seriously, like, what that game? When was it really announced? In, in years ago, like twenty thirteen, something, or something? Like that. yeah, yeah. And it's just been like, oh, it'll be a beta this year. Oh, uh, this year. Uh, oh, next year. <laughs> and like, what the? What is going on with this game? And I saw it actually at E three this year in the flesh. A guy was playing it. I watched him, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's real. Um, <laughs> so it's really good to hear that a beta is coming out in 2018. Although we don't have much of the year left, so they. They should probably get on announcing when that's actually going to be, because yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, we got a month left. When that's it that's the nice thing about like being like working for like a company like Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo is like as long as they're happy with the progress you're making, they'll just keep sending the checks, mm. and then you can make the game you want to make. Sure, uh, Microsoft yeah, and... not so much maybe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they will be soon though with Obsidian. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm that's so excited true. they bought them. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, it, it, to your point of you know, Sony keeps writing the checks, and that's one of the benefits of being you know an exclusive uh, game with them. Where I, I guess that's not first party. I guess that's second party, right? Because uh, yeah, I don't think they the own them. I think they're just making yeah, exactly. games for them. But yeah. but to your point, it's like yes, that's great. But at a certain point, it's like from Sony's point of view. Um, you know, the game has to be profitable, right? And think of yeah. how long it's been in development. Mm -hmm. 
Think mm-hmm. of how long Sony's been sending them checks. I just, for me personally, I have a hard time believing that this game is going to be profitable for them, or at least profitable enough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, recently Sony's been shutting down studios and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, uh, I get kind of scared with that because I know uh, Media Mo- Molecule has good people working there, and I'd never like to see somebody lose their job or anything like that. Yeah. It's a relatively but... small studio, though, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I think they are a little bit smaller. I don't, think, I don't think they're like a big, big studio, but I don't know how small. Yeah. 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 That's kind of what happened with uh, uh, Kojima and uh, uh, his team, though. I, pr- I think, if I remember correctly, I think it was like, essentially, Konami was like, this This is expensive, and they, they just didn't want to invest in that anymore. Like, they, yeah, the games were making money, but I think it got to a point where they got sick of, you know delaying games more money more money and they were just like we're we're not doing this anymore and then it did kind of work out that way because they did stop i mean it wasn't like they just cut off you know kojima they kind of quit doing triple a games yeah as a whole exactly and then yeah. it worked out because kojima's got his own studio and sony's happy, yeah so it, it worked out for everybody in the end except for konami everybody hates them but that's yeah. all right i guess um but yeah i mean are you guys excited for dreams have you seen it or played it or like i don't know a lot about it? it but i'm definitely excited i'm definitely going to be getting it when it comes out oh so you are getting it yeah definitely i just i don't know a ton about it i haven't been watching too much on it because like you said i uh, they announced it so long ago so i kept checking yeah. footage checking footage and then it got to be a point where like eh, you know like it just kept showing more and more information and it kept getting delayed so, right. um, but I saw the latest like information on it and footage and that, yeah. that, that kind of like reaffirmed like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna, gonna buy that. It looks, it looks good. And I, I've got a lot of confidence in Sony's games. They've got good exclusives. Yeah, exactly. And so I pulled up the, uh, the Twitter post here and, um, I kind of answered my own question. It looks like, uh, so this is from the media molecule, uh, Twitter page. It's, uh, Let's see, it says Kareem will be returning to the Media Molecule sofa on Wednesday, the 28th, November, uh, oh, 20th of November at 5 p.m. Um, for another session of world building, um, creating a word you will be able to interact with. Um, and then it goes on into like a, a blog post for them. So, yeah, I mean, I hope we get to, to play that beta soon. I'm trying to look mm-hmm. through here. So that's just the stream on the 28th. So, yeah, it doesn't look like there's an official um, release date for the beta yet, unfortunately. I'm, I'm excited I'm to pick it up and try it. Um, yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to build my own games, but I've always thought, like, Little Big Planet and other creation tools have been more difficult than they should be. Um, yeah. yeah. Not, you, they haven't been intuitive enough, and they, they, it cuts into the enjoyment of the, of the games. Yeah, but it seems yeah. pretty simple from all the demos that I've watched from Dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited just to try it out. Um, right. Yeah. Like, and, and for those who don't know, um, Dreams, uh, it's a, you know, it's a creation tool game, but there's also a story and it's got some platforming and things. Yeah. But what's fascinating about it is that the, the entire story of the game, you know, like the narrative and like the campaign, whatever, is made within the creation tools of the game. Yeah, and yeah. to me, that's just like that's like crazy. Like I, I heard that uh, you know the developers were in there on PS4s with DualShock controllers making the game. That's and 
crazy. That to me, like, I'm like, so I've cool. never even, I've never even heard of that. But that just kind of goes to how deep this is gonna really be. So yeah, I really hope that the beta is playable this year because I've, I've been wanting to try it for a while. So I think no matter what, even if it's not successful, which I think it will be, but I'm saying no matter what, this is gonna change the landscape in a positive way. It affect, it's gonna affect change and bring about change. Like it's going to be influential no matter how successful it is. Yeah, I think, and at at. at at the worst case scenario, there'll be like a small and loud community of it. Like, look at this amazing thing I did, you know, and we'll be hearing yeah. stories for years about, oh man, somebody made Red Dead Redemption 2 in dreams, you know, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh... which we, we saw a lot of that in Little Big Planet too. Like, people be like, oh, look, I made the first Mario level. And, you know, th- that was really cool seeing that. Right. I think with yeah. the PS4 so... coming to a close, though, like, it has to come to PS5, right? Because it's an online oh, platform that has to be continued, and um, I think yeah, it'll be on both, or I think it'll be backwards compatible, which I think. Oh, probably you might be right. Yeah, yeah, it's probably you're probably right about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think Sony's going to do backwards compatibility. I mean, I know Xbox isn't like number one in sales and everything right now, but I do think that there's been some things Xbox has done that's been wildly popular, and that's been one of them. Right. Yeah, because I people think are so booting too. up like Red Dead One, and like I mean, I'm sure you guys—I know you guys don't really play at Xbox, but I'm sure you guys saw the screenshots where people were showing Red Dead One on a 360 versus like on an Xbox One X, and it looks I mean, a lot better. It, it looks amazing. Like it's just—it's just so crazy. So I think that's going to be something the PS5 is going to probably have to do. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. Right. So yeah, that's uh, hopefully we get to see a little bit more of Greens, and I just really want that to work out because it's just been in development for so long and yeah yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens um yeah we'll, we'll share our thoughts on that um you know if it does come out this year in terms of the beta and we'll let everybody know how how we feel about that so yeah i wish i i i wish that studio nothing but the best i just feel a little scared at this point since it's just been so long you know one thing that we do know is going to come out and is going to be cool is the walking dead which i'm really really excited about i'm really oh, glad the, that that's back uh, in development yeah telltale's telltale's walking dead yeah um so that's been a little bit of a wild ride uh <laughs> you know within the past couple months so yeah i don't know um it, it, there's a lot of mixed feelings about it right you know in terms of the, the i'm whole... excited that skybound which is robert kirkman's company i'm really excited that he said that he they were going to do all they could to make everybody uh, make it possible for everybody to be involved that worked on it originally, which I think is a really, really cool gesture. It looks like, and they said the other day that most of the people that worked on it uh, are working on it again. So that's great. I'm assuming the people that aren't are just like, oh, that sounds cool, but I'm already, you know, at a new job or whatever is my guess. Right, right. So um, we've got a story here uh, from Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. Um, and yeah, just kind of talking about how, uh, Walking Dead is coming, um, the Telltale, well, I guess you can't really call it Telltale, but that's what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, is actually back in development, it's happening, um, I don't, you know, I don't know if we have, like, an actual release date or anything nah, like that, but, yet. you know, you know, but after all that went down a couple months ago, um, seems like, uh, Skybound Games stepped in and is trying to make this happen, so just a little excerpt here from the, from the story from Rebecca, um, uh, it says uh, Skybound Games, which stepped in with an offer to wrap up the remaining two episodes of Walking Dead, the final season, after the studio collapse, uh, has said today uh, that the studio picked up development uh, on those two episodes using many of the original team 
members from Telltale, and many is in quotes, so we'll, who knows what that means. Um, new release dates for these episodes will be announced soon, uh, end quote there. So who knows? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on there. I don't know, man. It's... I don't. I mean, I know we don't know for sure, but I feel like we'll probably get them next year. Like, I would imagine they'd probably both be out and finished. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, anyway. I think it's you crazy was... that they like they don't have to repurchase the episodes. Like people who already have a season pass are able to actually download these episodes. The Skybound. Are they getting any money yeah, from this? Really cool. It's very strange to me. But... That's one thing I've been wondering about a lot. So you know you say you purchase the season pass right and you're just like sitting there waiting for your episodes i guess what about like all what about if you didn't buy the season pass though like if you're buying them separately or whatever like who gets that money does it go to skybound does it go to telltale to pay severance on those guys like i don't know man it's just weird it's just I don't. I could be wrong. But I, don't, I don't. If I remember correctly, I don't think anybody there was getting a severance. Nope. So well, I, I, yes, that's. But that's that's the problem, right? Like, right, right. Are they are they like trying to make it right with? Oh, them, okay. I got you. you know? I got you. Okay, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's one of the things that was worked out. We're like, okay, um, a portion of it goes to that, or yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, and so. Um, it, it, it like I said in the in the quick little excerpt here, it says many of the original team members like how did they choose who were gonna work for them like it's just really sticky from what i can tell yeah and um and actually there have been a lot of um developers uh, who used to work at telta who've been pretty vocal on twitter mm-hmm. and it's like a range of emotions right like some people are like oh man this is like unacceptable like you know you guys need to treat your developers better ranging to like hey i just want to see this come to fruition because we all worked really hard on yeah. it and everything mm-hmm. and i just feel so bad for those guys because emily grace buck is the one that i've seen uh as the loudest i mean that in a positive way like i've just seen her talking about things the most she worked mm-hmm. at uh, telltale games previously to, uh, before everything went down yeah, th- and uh she was talking about how like she feels conflicted this is before skybound announced um they were gonna finish it but before she was saying she felt conflicted promoting the game because She's like, on one hand, I want you guys to see what we did, but the other hand, like, I, I don't like how we were treated and you know how everything happened. And um, yeah, it's been interesting to kind of because of the internet. Like twenty years ago, if this happened, we wouldn't know any of this. It would have been a really quiet thing, and we wouldn't really, we wouldn't even know that they were screwed over. Probably, we probably would have saw like, you know, little. uh, There might have been like an anonymous thing here and there in Game Informer, but I'm saying I don't think people would have felt as uh, empowered coming forward on social media saying, hey, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. You know, it probably would have just been a studio shut down due to, quote, financial difficulties, end quote, and that would have been it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we wouldn't so, know. We'll see what happens with that story. Uh, I'm just so curious to see, you know, how it turns out and what the fates of those members are. I, I you know, they used to work with Telltale. I want them all to land on their feet. and Absolutely, you know, yeah. That's That's the most important part to me. So, micro yeah. mi- micro size side tangent i want to say i felt really cool about how like look how far games have come when robert kirkman was on twitter saying hey i know how this is how important clementine's story is to everybody we're gonna we're talking to see what, we, what can be done like it just felt so cool i mean he, he could just be like whatever i don't care i'm making money yeah, off he, this and this, he cares and this. About his but the fact that he was yeah. invested yeah and i like that i like that he's you know that was really cool i liked that that was a, a concern for for him and you know so many people that was cool 
Right. So we'll see what happens. Um, so another uh, interesting little thing that happened this week, and this kind of caused a lot of ruckus on Twitter, uh, is so you guys know that the uh, Spyro remaster reignited trilogy came out. And um, a lot of people were really enjoying it. One little caveat, though, is that it doesn't include subtitles. Yeah. And and seemingly that's not that big of a deal, I guess, to some people. But um, Activision actually released a statement about that kind of thing. And then you start to get into discussions of, like, um, accessibility and, like, an, what is an mm-hmm. industry standard. And, yeah, I... I totally disagree with them that they that they didn't include um, subtitles. So, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on this? It's kind of interesting. I think a lot of people are kind of like, I mean, I think some people, not a lot of people, I think some people are kind of like, whatever, who cares? It's a platformer. It doesn't matter. But I don't think that should be up to, like, other people to say. I think if I am not able to hear well and I want to experience a story or I don't want to experience a story, I should be able to ignore the story because I don't care about it, not because I'm not allowed to you know, experience yeah. it, you know, that's kind of how I felt about it. And Spyro two and three have a lot more going on in Spyro one. So in terms not, of the story, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're not missing yeah. out on as much in Spyro one, like, but man, Spyro two and three have all kinds of things going on. So yeah, I think it should be an option. Um, I'm happy that this happened in the way that it did and that it will help bring to light that there's not an industry standard because I think so many developers were so good at doing it that I just assumed it was a standard. So I'm yeah. kind of happy that we know it's not. So we That's a great it. point. Um, I don't remember the last game I played that didn't have subtitles. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's like ingrained into the... I, I thought it was an industry standard, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like I, it's just bizarre. The um, last what time a- I remember there being a big blow-up over subtitles, honestly, was Mass Effect 2 when it first released. Um, the subtitles were like unreadable on standard definition TVs. Mm. And I remember everybody was like upset about it and Bioware kind of apologized and they said, we can't really fix this now. You know, we didn't know this. We were testing on high definition TVs. Um, but they, they basically said, we're sorry. We'll make sure that doesn't happen in the future. But, um, that's the last time I remember there being a big issue with, uh, subtitles was, was that. And, and I, I actually had a standard definition TV back in seven or whatever that was. So I had the same problem. I couldn't. I couldn't read what was on the screen. It was it was frustrating. Right. What about you, Chris? How do you how do you feel I about said, this? I, I think it's an oversight, honestly. I, I think it's something they just didn't think about, especially as like mm-hmm. a platform that doesn't have that much story elements to it. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, like there's always this thing in game development where they have to focus on certain things before working on the next thing. So mm-hmm. maybe it was just chopped out of the cutting room floor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier. Like, I I think, and I think we kind of agree on this that maybe they just forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, think that these things happen. You're you're a very busy development studio. You're human, but that that's not what they said really. And I've got I've actually got a, a statement from Activision here. Um, I pulled a story from Kotaku um, by Luke Pl- uh, Plunkett. Um, and, you know, just kind of going on about, you know, that it doesn't have subtitles, that kind of thing. But within that, we've got a statement from Activision. So it reads, uh, quote, uh, when Toys for Bob, the developers of the remaster, um, set out to make an awesome game collection, there were certain decisions that needed to be made throughout the process. The team remained committed to keep the integrity and legacy of Spyro that fans remembered intact. The game was built from the ground up using a new engine uh, for the team, Unreal 4, and was localized in languages that had not previously been attempted by the studio. While there's no industry standard for the subtitles, the studio and Activision care about the fans' experience and especially uh, 
or fans experience, especially with respect to accessibility for people with different abilities. And we will evaluate this going forward. So, uh, end quote. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems a little, you know... For me, that reads like, weird. hey, man, yeah. we had a lot of stuff we had to work yeah. on. This isn't our fault. This is just... this. We, we, it's not a requirement, and we'll, we'll look into it. That's, that's kind of how that <laughs> we'll reads We'll look to into me. it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a patch, you know, and within honestly, the next couple Activision weeks. And honestly, Activision should have said, hey, we're really sorry. This was a big oversight. We, we, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get a patch. It'll, you know, we don't have yeah, time. Yeah, they really should have said we'll, that. We'll get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little weird little thing. Um, a lot of people who aren't in the games industry maybe don't, you know, they're like, oh, you guys are just playing video games, whatever. But And then then stuff like this happens, and it, it gets kind of complicated and, and muddy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I will say, though, as somebody, I just finished the first game in the Reunited Trilogy. Um, I, of course, played them back in the day, but, like, you know, this version of it. Uh, I will say that I haven't had any issues other than that. So, I mean, like, I think this was just a big oversight, and I will say everything else has been great in it so far. So I think I don't think it was due to not caring is what I'm getting at. Like you know, yeah, it's been great. I, other than that, it, yeah, and I don't think it was malicious or anything like that. But, yeah, agreed. Um, but you, that's one of the games you've been playing, so maybe we'll get to that later on in the show. Um, oh yeah, for because, sure. Because because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. I. I never really got into Spyro as a kid, so I want to hear how you feel about it. You know what was a big um, oversight, though? <laughs> what, what's Fallout that? Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> that'd be a good title for that game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times um, on the internet, people are very argumentative and they, you know, they get mad at each other and disagree. But, like, from, for the most part, I, it's kind of, like, unanimous that this game isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just I've what I've seen. I've even seen people on Reddit that have said, I like the game, but it's not good. You know, yeah. I'm enjoying it, but I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I agree. Yeah. So, um, so what's going on with this, with, with this Fallout 76 thing? So yeah, Fallout 76 has received a 50 Metacritic score. (laughs) And uh, UK game sales are 82% less than Fallout 4. And I I think this is one of the first uh, games that Professor has done that is like online focused. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think that just like that lack of experience really shows through the game. Like I haven't played it personally. I don't know if you guys have. But yeah, I've. I, I almost play, did. Play I had it pre-ordered, but then, you know, the beta huh. happened, and I went, ooh, uh, I'll wait. So, that's an interesting point you bring up, because you said that they're, you know, they're not really that familiar with online games. What about Elder Scrolls, though? I mean, they, did they develop that, right? Was that that's a very Bethe- true. Uh, Bethesda? Uh, Was that uh, a Bethesda-developed yeah. game? Let me look that up real fast. I think it, it was is. a different studio, um, I think. Um, Was it? Okay, so, this is the sense. initial anyway, studio that has actually worked on the single player fallout and so that's yeah. a good that's a good point yeah. uh chris is is this is this uh is this made by the same team that did fallout 4 and like fallout 3 i believe so yeah okay mm-hmm. so this specific group of people may have had zero experience with this at all um and maybe but maybe bethesda should have had the other <laughs> other team work on it like in tangent with the, you know the fallout studio yeah you know that the could fallout be. group um so here i've got a little bit of info here yeah you're right chris <laughs> Um, Fallout 76, the developer, is Bethesda Games proper. Like, you know, Bethesda Games Studio. Versus um, Elder Scrolls is ZeniMax Online Studio. So I think think they're, like, integrated into Bethesda, but it's not, like, you know, Bethesda proper. So very fascinating. And um, I think... Black Friday was 40 bucks, too. Like, that's a 
dad, thanks, people. I just bought it like yeah. three weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I think the general consensus is just that, you know, it, it gets kind of monotonous. It doesn't look very good. It's got the, you know, Bethesda jank. It's just, it doesn't run very well. Uh, you know, there are no other humans in the game other than NPC, mm. or other, I mean, mm-hmm. not NPCs, other than actual players. So it just feels empty. Yeah. Like, really I know weird. Destiny has its issues, and that's a whole other topic, but like, you can't say it doesn't work. You can't say it doesn't function correct. You know, Destiny is polished and it, it, it works, you know? Exactly. Yeah. There's a so certain any, level any of polish. So, any complaints you have of Destiny would be like, like preferences on gameplay and design, but like there there is no like giant bugs in it. Whereas this seems to kind of have Bethesda's, you know, curse of having bugs everywhere mm-hmm. brought into an unstable environment. Exactly. Yeah. So um, from a, uh, it looks like there was a post on uh, VG twenty four seven from Shabana Arif. That's a cool name. Um, that uh, Fallout seventy six UK launch sales are over eighty percent down compared to Fallout four. Uh, that's bad. Oh man, yeah. that, that's, that's bad. Rough. You know, I, I hope think they it's... fix it though, because like it looks fun. I was excited, and I, I'm with Todd Howard, where he was saying, you know, we think this would be a fun thing to do. I'm, I'm with him. I agree with him. I think Fallout could be really fun in this environment. So I hope, I hope they fix it. I hope it's kind of like Rainbow Six. Like that wasn't received super well at launch, and they've done a whole bunch of work on it. I hope it's the same thing. You know, I, I hope that it gets fixed because I, I want to play this. I want to enjoy it. Uh, I just sure. can't in this current state. But I, I mean, I will buy it if they fix it. I don't even mind paying full it, price for it. It's just a failure for like really looking at your audience and trying to figure out what they really want, right? Because they want that those story elements. And with this online, with Fallout 76, it's like it's told through. Um, logs and all these boring right. kind of like reading kind of like sections oh, yeah. oh kind of like destiny one with the, the yes Grim- Grimoire. that's a great yeah. that's a great analogy yes Ugh, no one likes that I'm, I'm surprised that they would have i didn't know they did that for 76 jeez why would they do that it's very bizarre um nobody but... liked that in destiny like nobody that was like the big one of the biggest complaints yeah, yeah. But I, I have hopes that they'll patch it and it'll get better. But I think it might be too late at that point, you know? Like, the, the buzz has already come and gone, and mm-hmm. at that point, nobody's going to care. So That first <laughs> well, week of reception is really important. And I just want to add this, too. Metacritic doesn't change. You can't if, – if a review is updated down the road, let's, let's say they fix this game. And it's updated, and let's say everybody re-reviews the game, which will happen with games like this. It's normal. Um, for a Kotaku Polygon Game Informer, et cetera, to kind of do like a you know looking back article in the last year for Overwatch and stuff. If they do that and they re-review it, Metacritic's scores aren't updated. Like that's yeah, that's so it, 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 that doesn't change. Yeah. Which I kind of wish they would for games like this and Destiny and et cetera. But in the meantime, it doesn't. So there will always be that fifty or whatever on Metacritic. Like that that's that's there. That's a that bummer. Would, yeah. So yeah, that's. If somebody's like doesn't know a lot about Fallout, and let's say they change it in three years, it's like completely different. It's awesome. And they look it up, they're gonna see that fifty in Metacritic, and they're gonna go, "Ooh, never mind." Do you think it's overblown right. though? Like we we haven't played the game properly, but I I, I think I, like the audience so... reaction has really contributed to that meta score. But that's just me. My brother has it. He he bought it in PC, and he said it it's not very fun by yourself, which is to be expected. Right. He said, if I could get more friends to play with me more often, I think I would enjoy it, but it's definitely kind of a mess. Okay. So, 
I think it, it, it once they fix the things that are there, it, it could probably be really fun. I mean, um, um, but I do so... think they need to make it because you could play Destiny by yourself and, and, and enjoy it. Or at least I, I think you can. Yeah. Um, I they need to fix that, especially this being Fallout. Like Fallout is a very um, story centric and and single player uh, based experience. At least the enjoyment of it's kind of based around that. So they, I think they need to fix that too. They need to make it so the multiplayer feels like a fun option and not the only way to enjoy the game. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, for me, I I played a, uh, about maybe four or five hours of the beta, and I was actually covering guides for it. Um, and <laughs> like I was talking about earlier, like when writing a guide for a game, it can already kind of influence mm-hmm. how your perception of it is. Plus that it's not very good already. So, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't really have a great time with it. Um, That's too bad. But it's I too bad. Cause it could have been, it could have been amazing. It really could have been. Yeah. I don't like to see a game be received poorly, you know? So I really do hope they fix it. Yeah. Um, and in terms of sales, you know, that's kind of staggering that it's like 80% lower um, than Fallout 4. Uh, however, one game that is selling extremely well is Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Um, so I've got a an article here from IGN, and this is from Colin Stevens. Um, and it is that uh, Black Ops 4 was October's uh, best-selling game, which is maybe a little surprising uh, since Red Dead 2 yeah, uh, yeah. released. Because, um, you know, obviously that's been selling like crazy, and it, I guess, had the biggest entertainment uh, weekend launch of all time, you know? Yeah, so, so that's that's very super. Because nobody could say, well, Red Dead was only out for, like, a week in October. I mean, you could say that, but then it's also like, yeah, but it also had, like, one of the biggest launches of anything ever. So, yeah. I mean, you know, um, I, I, I've been playing Black Ops 4. I bought it, like, a week after it came out, and I can say I don't buy Black I don't buy Call of Duty every single time. I just buy it when it looks really, really good. And this was a time mm-hmm. where I felt that way, and I've, I've been enjoying it. I think I have, like, I don't, not a ton, maybe 15, 20 hours into it on Xbox, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. it. It deserves the praise it's getting, I think. It, it's fun. It's not going to change awesome. your mind in Call of Duty, like, if you're already not into it. But, like, if you're looking for a fun, polished shooter, you know, it's, it's, it's not surprising. It's nothing, like, revolutionary, but it's just them doing what they, they can do, you know. Just, it's, yeah. It's so, fun. Uh, so, so per the article here from Colin Stevens, it says, quote, um, not only did Black Ops 4 become the best-selling game of the month, it almost instantly became the best-selling game of the year. Holy uh, crap. And, and its launch month dollar sales are the eighth highest on record since NPD began tracking sales in 1995. That's crazy. Black Ops, 4, Black Ops 4 was the best-selling game of October on both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And then let me skip ahead here. Um, within its first weekend following its launch on October 12th, Black Ops 4 surpassed 500 million dollars in sales oh uh, worldwide in you know, comparison they, they uh, could use some of that money to uh fund some subtitles for spyro oh shit that's funny. <laughs> um in comparison red dead redemption 2's opening weekend followed its launch on october 26th uh brought over 725 million dollars uh, mm. As of November 7th, uh, Red Dead 2 has shipped... Set- okay, so this goes into Red Dead. Um, end quote. So, yeah. Uh, Black Ops 4 has been selling well, basically, is the point of that. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I never really got into the more recent ones. Um, but that's cool. A lot seems like a lot of people are really liking the Battle Royale mode. Yeah, and here's my thing. I love PUBG. And this feels different from that. And I mean that in a good way. We're like... It's not replacing PUBG for me. Like, they didn't just throw Call of Duty skin on PUBG. 
Like it, it, it feels it feels like a, a fast paced one hundred per or actually it's like eighty people I believe uh, first person shooter battle royale mode. Whereas mm-hmm. PUBG for me is like more tactical and like I'm gonna kind of like crouch and walk around a building quietly and it, it doesn't it it, it 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 does everybody justice. It does the genre justice of, of battle royale because it doesn't just copy what PUBG did. It yeah. puts its own twist on it. Which is respectful not only to the genre but also Call of Duty fans. You know they're getting what they want out of that concept. So it's I, I was really impressed with it. My only like I don't know I don't want to say complaint, but it's it's a little bit of a complaint. It doesn't mar the experience, but I really wish I had a story mode because the story mm-hmm. for Black Ops One and Two was really fun. I didn't play three. I didn't really like what they did, but anyway, one and two had a good story, and so I was excited for you know them having a story. But did oh well. You... Uh, did you play that any, Chris? I haven't played Black Ops 4 yet, no. But um... Okay. Is that one that's on your radar, or are you kind of passing on that It's not really, one? no. Call of Duty hasn't really been on my radar that much since... Um, I, I really enjoyed Advanced Warfare. That was a great game. Like, I enjoyed the single no, that player one was fun. from that game. Um, hmm. But, Interesting. I know, it's kind of, like, disconcerting to see, like, the single player kind of, like, campaigns go away for Call of Duty. Because, like, I, I did... I did like them. I did enjoy the campaign, and I think um, I'm going to go into right. this. But I really enjoyed Bulletstorm because I've missed that kind of game—that the single-player shooter. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think there has yeah. been that much emphasis on those games recently. So yeah, I don't know. Other yeah, than enough. other than Halo, I think Halo is the only one that's like, no, we're still doing you know our big stories, which I wasn't super thrilled with Five Story. That's as a day one Halo one fan. But uh, I'm excited for the future, of course. But I'm just saying, I think that's the only first-person franchise I've seen where, like, they're still, you know, just as invested in story. Yeah. Yeah, um, and if the sales numbers are any indication to that, it, uh, it's there may be a future in which there are no more Call of Duty campaigns. Mm-hmm. I mean, based I mean, on yeah, those sales numbers, yeah, yeah, it's like, well, hey, we were right. We don't need a, a story mode, and it'll still sell... Five hundred million dollars worth of, of product. So I mean, at that point, it's yeah. just wasted development time in Activision's eyes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I remember reading—I forgot the exact number—but I remember reading like uh, there was a statistic where they found out like I, I don't like guessing, but I mean, it was like it was like twenty or thirty percent of players were like completing the story in mm-hmm. uh, Call of Duty yeah. games. So they were kind of like—I mean, no one's really playing it anyway overall. Right, and you can tell by the by the trophies. Uh, like who who has the trophy for beating the game or whatever? There's there are ways they can track that sort of thing. Yeah, or um, they might see like oh everybody played the first hour or two and then dropped off or you know whatever. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll see if the, I'm very curious to see if the coming uh, Call of Duty games are going to have a campaign just because you know based on those sales figures it uh, looks like maybe not. We'll see. Hopefully the other what's the other uh, Infinity Ward. Hopefully they theirs has a story and then Activision kind of sees like okay. Is this still, you know, because if there's if that happens, there's a bunch of praise for it, then maybe they'll try it. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, got a couple more news stories here. Um, the we've got one here, and this is kind of fascinating because a lot of people really like this game. Um, so I've got a post here from Gamatsu, um, and this is uh, from Sal Romano, and it is that Square Enix trademarks Parasite Eve in Europe. Um, and <laughs> I don't know if you guys are uh, yes. Parasite Eve fans. Okay, good. Then maybe Josh, maybe you can can speak on this a little bit more. I've never played Parasite Eve. Um, I've seen footage of it, but I'm what? Tell us about Parasite Eve. I 
I'm on the spot. <laughs> I haven't played it in like 15, 20, like 15 years maybe, but I remember I really liked it in PS2. It was really dark and it was it was different. It was really interesting. It was fun. I remember my dad rent and I this 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 comment's dated. My dad and I rented it from Blockbuster. And we were like, oh, oh, nice. it. it was really it was just nice. really fun. I don't remember anything about it because I was like probably like eight or nine, ten. Yeah. I don't remember. But it, so it, it's it like was a fun. horror game, right? Yeah, and I'm happy that it's you know I I. I I'm a '90s kid. I know. I think we all are. I'm excited that it, this is this stuff's making a comeback. Like you know, like Sonic Mania and uh, you know, Ukulele and uh, Spyro Reignited. Now here's Parasite Eve being a trademark. You know, I'm excited to Resident Evil Seven being a soft reboot. You know, of a big '90s uh, yeah. direction of the franchise. I'm excited about like just these possibilities because horror does not get represented enough at all in the gaming landscape and i love horror games and i wish they got more representation i mean it's no secret why they don't you know money they don't make as much but they're sure. they're really fun games and I'm, I'm just i'm excited i don't i don't have a lot of basis to be excited other than i played this a long time ago i love horror games and i enjoyed what i played yeah but um uh chris and i we have a friend online is uh he, he actually works for uh, uh bagel games as well uh with uh, where chris is and uh his name is Jerry, and he's going to be really excited. He, he loves horror games, too. So there's people out there that are going to be, like, really, really, really amped for this. And I just think it's cool, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Chris, do you have any experience with the Parasite Eve games? I, have you played I've them? I've never played them before. Um, but I did a bit of quick research, and apparently Nomura, uh, Tetsuya Nomura, the director of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy VII Remake, has previous experience with... Um, Ooh, okay. And Kingdom Hearts 3 is about to finish development, so maybe the, the Yusaka team okay. yeah. might be moving on to that. Um, also, the, um, they're kind of trying to build Parasite Eve a bit more, I think, because mm -hmm. um, on the PlayStation Classic in Japan, it's included. So, oh, yeah, oh yeah, right. yeah. They have a different SKU over there than we do. I might have to buy that one. I'm not very impressed with ours, and that's a yeah, different yeah. story. Like, I canceled can my pre-order. <laughs> so, so just real quick, um, from this post from Sawamano on uh, Gematsu, it's uh, it reads, uh, "quote uh, The first entry uh, in its action RPG franchise franchise launched for the PlayStation in 1998. A sequel, Parasite Eve 2, followed uh, for the same platform in 1999. The third entry, titled The Third Birthday, which is weird, it doesn't have Parasite Eve in the title, hmm. uh, la launched for PSP in 2010. The series has not seen any activity since." End quote. So yeah, it, I mean, it's been uh, eight years now since the last entry. Who knows when this one's coming out? Who knows if it's a new game? Who knows if it's going to be like a reboot or a remaster or something like that? I would take a, a remaster, like in the vein of like Shadow of the Colossus. Like I want, you know, because that game was—I mean, it was a 3D, early 3D game. You know, like mm -hmm. not early, but pretty early. So right. Let's just read the whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably a good point because a lot of those older games maybe have not aged as well, or you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so all so, that's next is Dino Crisis, as far as yeah. like, uh, <laughs> the old survival horror games. Let's get that back. That would be amazing. Oh, man, I love me some Dino Crisis. I think that's Capcom, but they should still do it. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, so we've got one more news story. And yes! Chris, I feel like this one <laughs> might be in your wheelhouse, so why don't you take it away on this? Yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 3 is finally done. It's been so goddamn long. It's been about 12 years since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out um, in the West. And we're finally getting it um, on January yeah. 23rd, and they, Nomura just announced on Twitter with a new trailer that um, it's finally done. It's gone gold. Um, so I'm excited. 
Like is which means it's now officially happening. We didn't we didn't we didn't have any proof it was coming out in January until now, basically. Yeah, there's always that fear that it's going to be delayed, but mm-hmm. like n- now knowing that it's finally done, it's very exciting. Um, I I can't think of uh, a more like I don't know prominent game that has been in development for so long. Like I know we talked about Dreams earlier, but I think this one might have been announced more uh, than five years that. ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just been kind of this running theme in the in the industry of just, yep, Kingdom Hearts three. Who knows when that thing's coming out? So, um, yeah, I'm really happy for you for the Kingdom Hearts fans that that this yes. game is finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm so I, I hope that they. And uh, I would expect if, if if this is going to happen, I would expect them to announce it in the near future, like between now and release. I hope they put the uh, uh, the complete story. I forgot the name of it. The uh, story so far. Yeah. Uh, I hope they put that in the Xbox because I've seen a lot of. I have it. I have that in PS4. The uh, the uh, remasters or whatever. But oh. I've seen a lot of people on Xbox that are like, "Man, I really want to buy three, and I really want to play three, and I will buy it." But like, I don't want to buy it if I can't, you know, play the other game. You know, so I hope I hope they do that because they just, make money off it. Just, I mean, just for the listeners, um, the story so far. Uh, what is that? That's all yeah, of the so games. So it comes with right? all the games. Um, some of the games like movies, like the DS games. But, uh, yeah, the story so far includes everything from 1.5, so it's Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, um, and, uh, yeah, and that's uh, 358 over two days. And then Kingdom Hearts 2.5 has Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, and uh, Recoded. And two point eight, and and, pro- and then probably the the there's a the 3ds one as well, right? Yeah, that's Dream Drop. Distance. Dream Drop, just yeah, yeah. But that, but it's not called that. It's like something else, like some weird name. Uh, oh, it's a two point eight. Two point eight, yeah. And that that includes yeah. Dream Drop Distance, um, a prologue story um, to Kingdom Hearts three that includes Aqua and that's Birth by Sleep zero point two. I know it's so confusing. So I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you, Chris. I'm a little confused. Yes. I'm just a I, little. I'm, not, I'm a. I mean, I don't blame you. You just rattled off. You just rattled off all those names. And as someone the Kingdom who's Hearts not, timeline is crazy. It's yeah. Nuts. As, as someone who's not into Kingdom Hearts, that just like I'm like I don't even know where to start. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what like what package do I get? Do I? It's like it's like going to McDonald's and try to figure out what <laughs> sort of combo you want to get. If it's better to do it a la carte, I. I'm all confused. Well, I'd recommend and that's, is, that's um, what the story so far is for. You just go buy that and you just play it. It's got it all listed out. Okay. That's, the, that's what they made that for. Was everybody going? What the hell do I do? I don't. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for you guys. I'm happy for you. Uh, I'm not wild about Kingdom Hearts, but Chris, I will be thinking of you on January. Yay. What is it? 20, <laughs> January 29th. Is that what it is? 21st. 21st? Yeah. 23rd. 23rd. Okay, 23rd. I'll be thinking about like, That's going to be I an end be of a chapter if... for me. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> just, if there was oh ever a game Chris got a, a, a review copy for, I think it would be that. Uh, like, he's going to do anything he can <laughs> to get a review copy of that. I'm, I'm going to try. Does Bago Games get games that big? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. But Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I wish you luck on that. Um, I hope you get a, a review. Man, can you imagine getting... Like one of your most anticipated games uh, for a review. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. I don't think yeah. we'd hear from him for those those two weeks before nah, the before. We'd, we'd have to get in a fill-in. The, the, the funny thing podcast. is, like the first review copy I ever got was Dream Drop Distance, and that was for a fan site. So nice. And they gave me like this collector's edition of Dream Drop Distance. So 
Oh, you oh, got a physical cool. copy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that huh, was the time cool. when they got um, physical copies to you. That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> that I, happen I, worked for, uh, I worked for a place when GTA Five first came out, and the editor in chief uh, reviewed GTA Five. And like, man, Rockstar mailed him like a jersey of an in-game character, a baseball bat. Like, I mean, it was all kinds of like random, crazy like. They were items that weren't even like big in the game, but like, hey, here's a prop for this. Here's a replica of this, and it was just really like, man, Rockstar goes all out. Yeah, uh, they're a very good company. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, that about wraps it up for the news. Um, and typically, what we we're gonna try to do here is have you know we we're gonna cover the news, have a main topic, and end with what we've been playing. Since this is episode one. And perhaps a lot of you don't know us very well. We thought we, uh, it would be appropriate to go through our five favorite games of all time. And um, we—I think it's a little bit of a surprise. I don't know what your guys' favorite. Yeah, games we, are. we didn't we didn't discuss no, them. No. no. Oh, we, good. We, okay, we, yeah. We talked so, about it, and you were like, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah. If uh, I guess we can do sort of round robin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Each, that we each good. do one. Um, do Chris, how about you? Do go we first? start five. Dude, okay, cool. I was going to ask, did we all rank? I know Joseph and I did. Chris, you ranked him too. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I ranked so him. So number five is Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King. Ooh. I love this game. Interesting. Um, yeah, like, this was the JRPG that I loved uh, during PS2 era. Um, the music is just isn't enchanting. That, isn't that the one that's on 3DS? Uh, it's on 3DS like, as it. well. Um, okay, I'm gonna play it on. I've never played it, I'll play but it I'd recommend the PS2 version over the 3DS version. Oh, okay. Because the 3DS version has this really crappy symphonic version. Uh, not not symphonic uh. version. It's um, oh bugger, like it's computerized, right? Oh, uh, MIDI. MIDI, yeah, music, yeah. And uh, this one has uh, on the PS2 it has symphonic, and it's okay. just beautiful. The this one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. But the game in general, um, the story just in, in just captured me. It was just so wonderful, and like it's very unpredictable as well. Like you go to this boss, like called Dormagus, and he's really tough, and you think, okay, this is the end. But no, no, nowhere near, and it just keeps giving you those curveballs. Okay, um, that keeps surprising you, um, and the way you progress is simple, but it's really. Um, fun to go through it and uh i also really like this so it's pokemon element to it as well where you collect monsters to fight oh nice so, okay yeah, it's, it's, so you can kind of customize your experience there's a lot of cool elements to the game that i loved and the, the story was just fantastic and i played it with it played it with my dad as well so it's extra special <laughs> when i was a kid nice yeah, so it's 12 or 13 i was playing it yeah i've heard nothing but good things about that one like that's the one i was here listed as like everybody's favorite dragon quest so i've always wanted to play it yeah i'll have to i'll have to pick it up in ps2 sometime is that one of the ps2 and ps4 games you can no get? unfortunately i, I really oh, want it to okay. come to ps4 though that's just something i've really wanted to, to play guess i'll have to dig up the ps2 and <laughs> make sure i got all <laughs> the cords and plug it in yeah yeah. So, Josh, you want to go next? Uh, sure. Okay. So, mine is a little known uh, game. It's uh, Mass Effect Two. Is my number five. Oh, I've heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. You should check it out. No, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's my that's my number five because it's just uh, it was tough because I, I love that game a lot. I uh, I replayed it every few years. I think the last time I replayed it was uh, like three or four years ago, maybe. Um, but I I've replayed it a couple times, and I just always really enjoy that game. And a uh, couple. Months back, last year, I forgot, but Game Game Informer had like a top 50 
RPGs, and they ranked their their top fifty that they all made a list and they all just kind of crunched it and like voted and they got the office's top 50 RPGs. And that was number one. And I was sitting there reading and I was like, you know, that makes sense. Cause it's just, even if it's not your favorite, like RPG, like it's, it's just really, really well made. And just like the story, the characters, the combat, like it's just one of those games where like everything lined up. I don't really have a complaint. No. If I was forced to come up with a complaint, it would be there's some stuff that's DLC that's really, really essential that you should definitely buy. But I mean, it's included in the PS3 version, um, and the mm. Xbox version's backwards compatible, so that's a little bit easier to play. But um, what, what I'm getting at is they included the essential stuff on a disc. So even if the internet ceased to exist as we know it, if you found a PS3 and the PS3 copy, that DLC is all in there. And um, yeah, but it's it's. I just love that game. I remember when that came out, that was like a really, really big deal. And it's it's aged really well, too. I mean, some of the animation's a little uh, stiff, but like, you know, story and gameplay, it's, it's still good. Well, the animations can't be anywhere near as bad as the ones in Andromeda, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. Um, all right, well... I, you know, uh, for in terms of Mass Effect, I played the first one, and I, I, I didn't actually finish the series, which I know is crazy. Um, how does it compare to the first one in terms of... Uh, one has not versus... aged well at all. Yeah. Okay. I, I never replay one. Like, I love, I love what... When that came out, it was absolutely mind-blowingly good, but it has not aged well at all. The combat in Mass Effect 2 is like Years of War. Oh, like awesome. It, it's, I love it's, that. It's, it's, it's pop in, pop out. It's You can stick to objects, and it's just... Um, it's it's great. Mass Effect Two, uh, the story is 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 better than one. One's got really good moments, but also the, the gameplay is just infinitely better than one. Like, I I had to re- I had to replay one because I lost my save file right before two came out, and I had to replay one. And I just I rushed. Like I just got the I think I beat it in like six hours, which Damn. I mean it's oh, like a man. thirty-four. You know, like I just rushed because I just was not enjoying it, and that was in like. I mean, that was like a year. No, that wasn't even a year. That was a few months from Mass Effect 2 came out, you know? So, like, yeah, 1 has not aged well. I would definitely just play 2. And they have a really cool DLC you can do called it's uh, Genesis. It's a interactive comic made by Dark Horse Comics. Oh, and cool. that's on the PS3 version and 360 version. Um, and what you can do is it, it takes you through Mass Effect 1's story and all the key big decisions hmm. in, like, five minutes or less. And, like, you get to pick the decisions you want to do. And so, yeah, just just do that because like one story is important, but I you don't started that Mass Effect two and I loved the series. So, and I've never played Mass Effect one, so just keep yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, two two is really good, and you can enjoy it on its own. They catch you up. Okay, that's good. I, that's my my fear. I haven't played one in so long. I don't. It's like daunting, you know. Did you go with and, uh, male Shep or female Shep? Uh, I honestly I... couldn't tell you. I don't remember. Femshep is better, and here's why. I've never played as her, and I'm going to at some point, because Jennifer Hale does her voice, and Jennifer Hale is a really, oh, really yeah. good voice actress. Like, Mark, I think it's Mark Mir that does yeah. Ma- Male Shep. He's not bad by any means. He's good, but Jennifer Hale is, like, whole new level. Like, she's just, she's she's a really good voice actress. I'm glad that she's in the industry, because she brings really, really great life to so many different roles. Hopefully we see a remaster of that soon. I'm surprised um, they haven't. Like, it would print money. Like, I'm I'm surprised they haven't, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's move on here. I know we're we're already kind of... What's your number five? Let's see. We're running a little long here. Anyhow, that's all right. (laughs) Uh, My number five is Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, nice. Snake Eater. 
Snake Eater! <laughs> um, and that game is, you know, it. it's so interesting because a lot of games do what that game does way better now, but that was like one of the first games where I felt like, whoa, man, I've never seen a game do this before. And yeah. any any game where I can say I've never seen a game do this before is important to me, whether it's a good game or mm. not. Yeah, and, yeah. And it just so happens that Metal Gear Solid 3 is a very good game. Um, but just the weird story, the being in the jungle and having to, like, survive and, and fix your bones if they get broken and burn leeches off with a with a cigar. And <clears throat> it's just, I don't know. I mean, have you guys played Metal, any of the Metal Gear games? I haven't. My brother has talked my ear off about 3 saying how great it yeah. is. And he was telling me that it's just... And the, I'm getting this vibe from you right now too. Is it was just weirdly, weirdly immersive for a PS2 game, right? Like, yeah, that's exactly just, right. Just and, things that you don't even see now, you know. Really. Yeah. And what I love so much about it is that it is very weird. Like on the surface, you're just like, oh, okay, it's a cool, like you know, whatever military you're in the jungle kind of stealth game. And yeah, that's not totally incorrect. But as you play through it, you're just like, oh, wait, this is like really, really weird. Like this. I, I don't want to spoil it, which is kind of weird because it's like a 15-year-old game. But, yeah, there's, like, time travel going on. Oh, like, you're selling me on this game more and more every It's, like, really, every really bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. So, yeah. Um, well, kind of. There's kind of time travel. There's a weird paradox you can do in it. I don't want to spoil too much. Anyway. I might just buy that today. The HD collection on 360 and PS3, it's on sale right now on 360, and it's backwards yeah. compatible. It's 10 bucks. I might just buy that and play it. Cause... Yeah. Yeah, it's very, like, there's this weird trophy where, like, there's a character who is late, like, you can find him later on, and you can kill him early, like, that kind of thing. Okay. And then he won't spawn later. It's it's just weird. And, just real fast, um, there's a boss in the game who is old, and on the PS2, uh, it could read your memory card's dates, right? And if you just, like, don't fight him, like, just wait like 10 days or something he'll die of old age what that's no crazy. yes that's crazy that's you need to play this game if you have holy it. So shit that's nuts <laughs> yeah and this was on the ps2 right so like that's really really great cool. they don't even do that now and now they can do it even yeah, easier exactly so because so clocks and every, you know yeah yeah right that's nuts that's um, kind of like on the ps1 version when uh What's his name? Psychomantis? He could, like, yeah. make the controller vibrate? <laughs> yeah, and read your memory card. Oh, yeah. I see you're a fan of, of uh, Castlevania. Yeah, oh, man, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Man, Kojima. Man. Exactly. Um, cool. So, yeah, that's my number five. Chris, what's your number four? Um, Uncharted 2. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, just the writing's excellent between uh, Nathan Drake and his, his gang. Um, Amy Henning. Yeah, Amy Henning. Yeah. Just amazing script. And uh, Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann yeah. was actually like, I think he's uncredited as a writer, but he, he, he it's been said he worked in the story too. Mm. And some of the set pieces are still some stuff I, I still remember in my head fondly. Oh. Like the, the yes. train level was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many cool aspects of the game that just brought up like the the platforming sections. Um, I hadn't just... played that till last year on the Nathan Drake collection. Oh, first right, time yeah, playing it, yeah. and it blew my mind. It was, and I, I mean, there's no nostalgia there. I just played it, you know, last year. It, it holds up, and it definitely holds amazing. up. Amazing. Yeah, it, it yeah, felt the... like it felt like a current game, you know. Then the puzzles the opening, too. Yeah. the opening snow level is so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yes, 
yeah it even if you're not a fan of like the the game or whatever and it like you can't deny that those games are so beautiful and like the animation and just how realistic everything looks uh naughty dog man they are like top tier with what they do they so i'm gonna cool. go play uncharted 2 now bye <laughs> <laughs> the game hey, is i so have a feeling though. by the end of this podcast you're gonna have a lot of games you're gonna want to play yeah yeah uncharted 2 is is absolutely amazing and like yeah it's good it's good so josh what about your number four my number four is um oh um <laughs> it's kind of funny we're talking about uh uh, old games holding up really well. Uh, my my number four is Ocarina of Time 3D, and I say 3D because I didn't play it on N64. I played Ocarina of Time for the first time ever in 2014 on a 3DS, and so whenever anybody's like, "Oh, well, you just like that game because you grew up playing," I'm like, "No, I never played it until like way <laughs> later." But I, I loved it. It was it was really cool. It didn't feel like a 20 year old game other than the graphics. Happy but, uh, birthday. Uh ocarina of time by the yeah. way yeah oh yeah 1020 yeah but i mean that game is amazing like yeah there's a couple little things that haven't aged super well but i mean overall the, the the story and the mystery and the sense of like like i've never felt more like i'm saving the world than <laughs> like that and a few a few handful of games but like man that game is just it's so epic in scale and the fact they pulled that feeling off that back then is just it's mind-blowing like i don't know how they they did it, and also I want to say we praise Miyamoto all the time. I know it's probably hard to stand up to him. Whoever at Nintendo told him no, we're not doing that when he wanted to make that whole game first person. Thank you. Because oh it, yeah, I it would not have that. aged well at all. Probably no. it would have been terrible. Well, Miyamoto so, hated yeah. one of the games on my list, so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, I love Miyamoto. He's amazing. But whoever like tightened their tie and stood up and went, uh, Miyamoto, we're not. We don't. We shouldn't put this in first person. You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably yeah. scary, but thank you because <laughs> it would not have been as good. But yeah, that game is absolutely amazing. A couple little complaints here and there, but I mean, it's it's amazing. Like yeah, and I hope they put that in the Switch and just kind of remove the seconds. Like I want I want the controls and graphics. Well, no, actually, I, we were talking about this earlier, Joseph and Chris. I would like them to make it so that like a two sticks on the Switch with the mm-hmm. assets yeah, right. from Ocarina of Time 3D. Like give me those graphics and give me that uh, updated soundtrack and all that stuff. Yeah, honestly, while they're at it, just go ahead and port every 3D Zelda onto the Switch. And 2D. Just port every Zelda to Switch. Port everything to Switch. And you know what? Overcharge <laughs> us, because we don't really care when we're pulling our card out, we'll still pay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, what more can be said about Ocarina of Time? It's one of the greatest games of all time. It, I mean, you play games today that still... Uh, you can see little influences that Ocarina of Time had on it. Uh, Everybody struggled out the gate with 3D for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, Nintendo was like, bam, bam, with Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time. Like, you know, like yeah. they just set the template for like, here's how you do it. And like, it's easy to look back now and be like, well, there was also this and this and this. Yeah, but they did it when no one else had done it. And there's, I mean, that's when Bubsy and like Jump and Flash were coming out too. Jumping Flash. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I like that game. Oh, I like that no. Game. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah. That game is so weird. That's the one where you're a bunny, right? Yeah, I want that in the uh, VR. I know we probably all get sick, but, like, I want that in VR. Ocarina oh of no- Time never grabbed me. I'm just... That's really? fair. Yeah, that's like fair. The... I know some people who would murder you for saying that, but that's okay. <laughs> Like, the puzzles were just too frustrating for me to really keep going. Like, I, I, I tried I, it on I N64. I tried it on 3DS. I just can't get into the game. 
I'm not invested. I did have hmm. to use a guide a lot. I won't. I won't yeah. lie. Like there was there, the, yeah. the game design isn't as intuitive as I wish it would have been. Because when I read the solution, I'm like, oh well, I would have thought of that. Come on, you know hmm. that happened a lot. Right. But, yeah. So yeah, so I guess... of time, 3D specifically because those graphics are just gorgeous, and I like the changes. I'm, I'm with you on that, by the way. Uh, I think the 3DS version is a lot better. Yeah, I'd love to play um, on the Switch. I guess <laughs> I'd love to try. I like to play everything on the yeah, Switch. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> I want. I want to play Red Dead on the Switch. I want to play Uncharted on the Switch. All right. So I'm getting out of hand. Um, all right, so my number four is it my turn? Yes, I think yeah. it is. My number yeah. four is Persona Four Golden. Nice. And, and for all you people who haven't bought a Vita, it's too late. You're <laughs> voted off Vita Island already. <laughs> Vita Island is closed, and they're ma- they're not making Vita games anymore. Uh, well, it's ending production. You know, beginning of next year. But so sad. Anyway. Uh, Persona 4 Golden is um, a port or sort of remaster of Persona 4, which came out on PS2, but the Vita version has um, a lot of like little quality of life changes. But it's a really interesting game, and it's it's hard to describe, kind of, but it's a mix kind of between Pokemon and a visual novel mm-hmm. and like a little bit of like simmy aspects of like hanging out with your friends and developing relationships. Time but as well. Yeah, time management, yeah. But they all intertwine together. Like, what I just described... (laughs) Yeah, what I just described may not sound like it works elegantly, but it is. Like, when you hang out with your friends, that levels up certain persona, like certain um, elemental whatever. And so you want to hang out with your friends. Every time you get an opportunity to do that, you're like, yes, I want to do that so I can level up my persona. I've heard the things that don't feel like they'd be fun in that game are actually not only fun, but they also feel meaningful. Mm Mm-hmm. That's exactly right, yeah. So then, like, you, you develop these relationships with friends, and then you go into the dungeons, and it's like a dungeon crawler, and you're, yep. you're going up floors and just um, doing, like, sort of random battles, and based on how you hung out with your friends and how you managed your time, your persona, uh, which are monsters, will be stronger or weaker, whatever, depending, and then you do... It's turn-based battle. And it is just, like, I... I spent 150 hours Damn. playing this game. Oh, jeez. That sounds... I, I, I haven't played it. I'll admit it. But, like, I want to play it. It sounds fun. Please do. Yeah. And, and I love our Please do. Yeah. And and I understand that 150 hours is a lot. Um, and I guess if you're just playing start to finish without, like, delving too far into the, like, side stuff, um, maybe 80 hours. It took me hours. 80 hours. So it's not that yeah. long. But, like, you get you get to see more stuff if you replay it. Right. Well, and the fact that Joseph's saying, like, he played 150 hours and, like, didn't need to do 150, like, that just shows how good it is, too, the fact that you mm-hmm. wanted to keep mm-hmm. doing, you know, that's a good sign. Yeah, and, like, the writing is fantastic. The music, dude, the, I know we were talking about the dancing games earlier for the for Persona dancing yeah. games. Man, the music is just so catchy. So good. And it, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't think I would be into, like, weird, like, J-pop Your kind affection. of stuff, but it, I, like... Your e- affection. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the music will change, like, if it's raining or whatever. Oh, and yes, I love dynamic like, music. There's just this certain, like, ambiance of the game and, like, atmosphere. I don't know, man. Like, that's one of my games that just... It makes me feel like home. I know that sounds weird. And I just... 
I will always love that game, and I, I I probably will never play it again. Honestly, I know that sounds weird, but I don't. I, I am all set. I put 150 hours with it, and I just have these amazing memories of this fantastic world. And it's just it's not open world really. You like go and there's like a couple little areas to explore. But oh man, it is I'm so actually kind of more okay with that now than I was ten years yeah. ago because everything's open world now. Like okay, guys, stop. I know you can mm-hmm. do this, but you don't need to do this. Yeah, ending exactly. so, feels like really bittersweet as well because you've met all these people, you've you've learned them, you've, yes, you, you you've um you've known them like for a very long time, and once yeah, you g- and... say goodbye, it just feels so sad. Like I, I I remember finishing Persona Four, I was crying. I was like, damn, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want this to end. Damn. Um, so yeah. Well, I'm gonna get a passport to Vita Island and play it. Soon, yeah, you cause... should. You're not welcome there. You. <laughs> You've missed the boat. The no. island is closed. Right. We're all just a bunch of grumpy island inhabitants now. <laughs> so, um, Chris, what's your number three? This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's Persona Four. Oh, okay, cool. We get to yeah. talk about Persona Four. <laughs> um, but I, I couldn't figure out for me whether Persona Four or Persona Five is better because I just can't. I can't remember Persona Four Golden too much. You know, like. It's mm-hmm. been six years, so... Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Here's how can I, I Can it. I ask, are they... Oh, are, go ahead. Is it like Final Fantasy, where, like, each numeric entry is a separate thing, or are they... Kind of... They're kind of connected. Like, there's references, like, in Persona 5, there's a reference to Risei, yeah. who's one of the characters in Persona 4, because she's, like, uh, an idol. Right. Um, you can okay. totally have... have uh, You just play fi- uh, Persona 5 without having played the yeah. other ones. And same with four. I could just play four, and I don't have to play yeah. one and two and three. And oh yeah. no, yeah, absolutely don't touch not. one and, and two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. Three is really good if you can play three, play yeah. it. But yeah, you can play four by itself, no worries. Um, and then don't play one and two because they're, yeah. they're not good. You guys don't. Yeah, they just they're older, you know. Okay. Um, Chris, why do you like Persona Four so much? Persona Four. Um, it's, yeah. the characters are really likable. Um, and I just love how you were saying, like how it intertwines with the story. No, 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 with the gameplay, I mean, with the gameplay. Yeah. And how, like, your stats are affected by your social links. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't want to normally hang out with my friends and be excited about that in a game. But when you get the chance to, you're like, oh, no, this is going to level up my persona. Hell yeah, I want to hang out. And the game is That's set cool. up as to, like, you have to finish a certain, the, the objective before time runs out or something horrible is going to happen to your character, right? Um, yes. so I love that you kind of get that stress and you're like oh god um, should I be going dungeoning or should I be um, talking to my mate should I be going to have sushi with <laughs> you know like, so there's it's... like a sense of, of balance and benefit from like making everything like line up and work so yes. that's cool yeah yeah, and if you're going for like the platinum trophy in the game, you have to like micromanage your time, and there's like a certain schedule you have to go by. Oh um, man, because otherwise, like, it won't be as efficient, and you'll miss out on certain things. It gets really wild. I don't recommend playing it that way. No, no. Okay. That's part of the fun is to to figure it out while you go in. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Have we sold you on it, Josh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like okay. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it a goal to play that next year. For sure. If you have a Vita, you can play both Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake yes, Eater and Persona 4 Golden on that same little system there. I So I can't come to the island, but I can, I can get the system. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, what's your number three? Okay. So 
you guys might laugh because this is like the game. This game I'm about to say is like in the middle of all these other games. But uh, Crash Bandicoot Two, I I love oh. Crash Bandicoot Two. It's oh, one of my favorite platformers. Uh, I lost my mind when they announced the remaster. I was so excited. Uh, I actually, bet. I actually bought a, a PS PS4 when that was announced. Yeah, it's, like I it's... wanted one already, but like I told my wife for years, like if they they just bring back Crash Bandicoot, I'll buy I'll buy a PlayStation Four day one, and then like I had to go do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot Two. Um, I like Crash Bandicoot One and Three, but like I think Two is the best. And uh, I always find an excuse to work this in an indie conversation I can because um, it was a really big deal for me. Uh, the first uh, website I worked for. Um, I, I actually got to interview by email, so I didn't get to talk to you, but I got to interview Andy Gavin and, uh, I saw that oh, transcript. Man, that's awesome. Like I still have that saved. Yeah. And that was really cool. And, uh, when I was talking to, him, I mentioned Crash 2 was my favorite and he said, yeah, Crash 3 is pretty cool. He said, I prefer 2 though, because of, and like, we don't, I don't want to spend a million years talking about it right now, but it was for the same exact reason. So like, I felt really validated. Like, oh, cool. The co-creator of the series and character and studio, like, agrees with me. It was essentially just because, like, the third one had, like, the vehicle segments, and it just didn't feel as um, cohesive, you know? But, so, yeah. Crash 2 is my favorite. It's just why crazy. do you love this game? Um, So, the platforming is really, really sharp. Um, I get, like, Donkey Kong Country, like, Mario Brothers 3 vibes from it. Like, it just... You can't really blame a jump, missing a jump on the controller. Like, that that was your fault. You missed. Like, it's just, it's really sharp. It controls well. I love the colors and the the worlds. They're just, and I love, um, they, they kind of did the same thing. Like, well, they didn't kind of. They did do the same thing Mario and Donkey Kong did with, like, you know, the different themed, like, worlds kind of thing. But, like, they just did it, like, in a way that hadn't been done yet. You know, like, it wasn't just like, oh, these are summer levels. These are winter levels. It was like, you know, you're in a sewer underwater, and there's a guy with a blowtorch, and you're riding a polar bear, and now you're in space with a jetpack. They kind of did, like, new themes in a platformer that hadn't been done instead of just playing it safe, which they did more of in the, the first game. Um, and it was just, you know, it's just really, really fun. I love the characters and the humor. It uh, It's just... Even, uh, let's see, that came out in 1997, and it was made in, like, 10 months. But anyway, even 21 years ago, like, Naughty Dog was firing in all cylinders, you know? Yeah, I I really like the Crash Bandicoot games a lot, and I just love how, like you said, they're just so weird, and they're just these little things sprinkled throughout that kind of give it a lot of personality. And yeah. that, combi- that combined with, like, how good the platforming is, I think, yeah, it makes it still hold up 21 years later. So I'm and I just want to say I'm one of the people where when uh, the Insane Trilogy came out and people were saying, oh, the platforming's not different. You're just you're just not good at platformers. I'm amazing at Crash Bandicoot. I'm amazing at platformers. And until they patched it, which they didn't do the patch I'm referring to until it came out on Xbox and Switch and uh, PC, until that patch came through, the jumps and the lands, they actually were off. I got so irritated because people were telling me, oh, you're just not good at platformers. You're just not good at Crash. I'm like, no, the jumping is off. Like, I'm, t- I'm telling you. I even, <laughs> booted, I even grabbed my PS1 and booted it up. was like, yeah, no, look, I didn't miss that jump at all. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely worth playing the remaster now because they patched it again. But, yeah, I was just so frustrated because I had people telling me, you just don't know how to play Crash Bandicoot. I'm like, no, I, I, I do. Um, I 100% the PS1 version every couple years. Um Nice. So yeah, yeah. Like it, it's if you haven't played it, play play the remaster now. The, the they patched it like two or three times, and it, it it feels really good. But yeah, I think I'm I might get it on Switch. Maybe uh, I actually just got it on. A, uh, I have a PS4. I got it on Switch on Black Friday because it was twenty five bucks, and I was like, I don't mind double dipping for a discount. And yeah, it's great on Switch. It's it's fantastic. 
that's exciting. I, I'm the happy textures to... are a little toned down, resolution, but other than that, it, it, it feels the same. It still essentially basically looks the same, you know? Right. And nostalgia is a powerful thing, man. It really yeah. is. Um, okay, let's move on here. So my number three is The Legend of Motherfucking Zelda Breath of the Motherfucking Wild. <laughs> yes! It's a great um, game. Really have you heard is. of it? It was a, it's a little indie game from last year. Um, and, I mean, I don't need to get too far into why this game's awesome. Uh, I So this is like one of the like landmark games for me in terms of open world mm-hmm. where like kind of like Grand Theft Auto 3, like it's just like a benchmark. Like when I play open world games, I kind of subconsciously uh, compare it to or compare them to uh, Breath of the Wild, just because of how weird and how vast and how just you can climb everything and you can cook and there's just so much to do in that game and there's so much personality and and the I, game feels alive like it does. Right. Like it genuinely feels like you could leave that world and everything would keep doing what it's doing. Yeah, and one of my favorite things is actually not playing it. It's talking about it because people have so many different mm-hmm. uh, like stories that they've been able to tell from little weird things that only happen to them just because of a happenstance. Or here's um, how I approach this issue. Or yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, and like the physics are just oh man. I I know a lot of people get a little upset about that game just because they're like, oh, it's not really a Zelda game because it doesn't do this and this and this. And maybe that's true, I guess. But still, just looking at it as a video game just it I, oh yeah it's amazing yeah it's like almost flawless man like i and i just don't know how they got all those moving parts working i i cringe at thinking how many hours these people worked on this game God. and um i just i i can't say enough good things about it i, love I don't Breath like the, the whole like that's not a zelda game because i understand some things are different but i mean are you going to say super mario odyssey is not a mario game because it's different from the first mario you know what i mean not you i mean somebody that wanted to say yeah, that because right yeah they changed some stuff but like Whatever, that's game design. They're going to tweak things. Exactly. So and it's, it's it's great. I yeah. Yeah. That I I look forward to playing that game again like all the way through. Uh Anuma actually just said uh I just saw on a I think it was on Game Informer. I know I wish I could remember, but uh I ju- I just I just saw it. Uh, it was on Reddit. I forgot what article though. But I just saw that um he hinted that they're working on another Zelda game and that it's going to be here sooner than like we would expect. Yeah, so I, that leads me to believe maybe it's going to be a more traditional Zelda game because I don't know. You know, about they're not, not going to crank out Breath of the Wild two in, in two years or one year. I think you know it wouldn't. I think it's going to be like Majora's Mask, where like two, it's yeah. going to be an alteration of the formula of Breath of the Wild, but they're going to add a few more things like Dude, more dungeons be so good. Like, that are more specified to the Zelda formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but running on the same engine. Though. Yeah, yeah, that could that'd be cool. Whatever they got next, I'm going to buy it, because I'm with you. Yeah, Breath of the Wild was amazing. I, I wish I would have put it in my top five. I just didn't know how to do it. <laughs> okay. on, on, honorable, I, mention, honorable mention for me. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's up there. Yeah, I covered it. I covered that for you, so no worry. Um, all right, Chris, what's your number two? I guess we're on now, yeah. number two. Um, Beyond Good and Evil is my second. Oh, yes, that's a good game. Nice. I love this game. Just the personality of it is just brimming. Um, I love exploring the world of Hillis. It's just so beautiful, and and the music from Kisprof, Christoph Harrell is, is is some of the best. It's some. <laughs> it's just. How do you feel about the new one? I'm just curious because it I'm looks not, so much. You know what I mean. I'm I'm a bit disappointed because basically it ends with a cliffhanger, uh, and it was supposed to be a trilogy originally, but now this Beyond Good and Evil is going to be a prequel 
So I'm a little disappointed in that uh... because I wanted to, it to continue. Um, but just it's just kind of like Zelda, I guess, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, because the, there's puzzles in there that are interesting that revolve around you using the camera and like a disc you can throw. Um, you have to move things from one place to another, and it's just it, it's it's brilliant. Like the boss battles. Are I need to finish it. I haven't oh. finished it, but I played some of it. It was. It, it, I enjoy what I played. It was. Really I fun. I love it, and the story is great. It hooks you in. Um, it, it basically it, you're trying to find out um, behind this like government mystery. This um, this kind of like, you're kind of looking for like this controversy that's happening, and you're kind of uncovering it. So, yeah, it's it's an excellent game, and uh, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's on PS3, PC, and Xbox 360. And Oh, yeah, you can play it on Xbox One as well. It's backwards compatible. Yeah, So and it's it's pretty cheap, too. It's I think yeah. the normal price is like like $8, $5. It's, it's, it's pretty cheap. Please play it. <laughs> um, when yeah, do I'll you, play it soon. When do you think the new one is going to come out? Oh, that's PS5. That's that's okay. next gen. Like no way I, it's I coming agree, out soon. Man, that footage they show, there's no way that could. Yeah, it probably would be PS5 and Xbox Two, but two. Xbox Two. <laughs> Even though I've given man, they really... shit. Um, I I am excited for it because is is going to be a lot of planet exploration. It's huge, and apparently well, that I mean, whole story is still going to come you to do come the next in. Chapter. Yeah. yeah. You know that makes sense. You're still excited. You just you wanted to see what was next, and we're going to a prequel. Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. You're still excited. You're just like, oh, I want to know what happens next. But okay. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we still get you know the other two story chapters at some. If point. if the prequel does well, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love that. And I'm just hoping it's not like action based. Like I kind of want it to be more of the puzzle kind of focus. Mm-hmm. On it. But that's that's what I'm worried about. So anyway, Josh, what's your number two? Uh, I won't talk about it a lot because you and I already kind of went back and forth on it. But my number two is Uncharted Two. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I I love Uncharted Two. Like one of my great. I almost said this before, but I wanted to say it's why I had something to say about it. One of my favorite like gaming memories. Period. Was I hadn't played uh, Uncharted ever like at all. Period. None. And I got a PS4 when Crash Insane Trilogy came out, and um, I I got the Nathan Drake collection and Uncharted Four. And I, like, played those games back-to-back. I played them for the first time ever from one through four in the span of, like, I think it was, like, four weeks. And that's, I mean, that's why I'm working and stuff, too. So it was pretty much all, that's all I was doing was playing Uncharted. And um, <laughs> uh, my wife my wife woke up to me one night talking, and she didn't know what I was saying. And she, she asked me what I was saying, and I told her I was trying. I forgot what I said, but I was... I was I was talking about Uncharted in my sleep, <laughs> <laughs> but nice. she thought something was wrong because I sounded like kind of stressed, and I'm assuming it was probably just like a perilous situation. But she was just like, "Really? No, sh- go back to bed." Like she went from being concerned to like, "No, go back to sleep." Like I thought something was wrong, and you're just over there having Uncharted dreams, whatever. And she was just laughing. But um, yeah, Uncharted Two is so good. And then right when I finished Four, Lost Legacy come out, so that was just. That was great. I did one through Lost Legacy in like, like four or five weeks, and it was just it was a really good experience. Those games have aged so well. Yeah. It didn't even feel like I was playing old games. Honestly, like they felt great. The only complaint I have is Uncharted Four's or Uncharted One uh, enemies are just everywhere nonstop. Like you're in some cave underground, and there's just a million bad guys. Like how'd they get here? But like you know, other than that, they're like flawless games. Essentially, they're just they're they're great. Yeah, I. 
so I am not uh, crazy about the Uncharted games, but I objectively can realize that they are like incredible. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're just Naughty Dog magic. Like they're just they're just great. Yeah, and they look beautiful. And man, I just I can't get over how good that voice acting and the performances are oh, in those yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, really, really awesome. Speaking of which, that that little film that uh, Nathan Fillion did was super, super cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hope that turns into something. I hope that does because he's been trying to kind of campaign for that role. And then him and a buddy were like, you know what? Let's just do this and see what happens. I hope Sony is already in talks with them. Like, okay, you know what? You got something there. Let's 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 do it. I hope that happens. And it wouldn't be hard for that to happen since Sony, of course, just make a TV series, know, does movies too. Yeah. Oh, dude, that'd be great. Oh. They, you know what they could do? They can make it exclusive to their uh, TV service. Mm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I would I would subscribe to it just for that. I, you know, like <laughs> that's what, yeah. that, that could be like a a reason they do it. But yeah, yeah, that would be cool. So yeah, Uncharted 2, didn't play it at all till last year, and it's, it's my number two game. That's, That's awesome. Um, Alright, so my number two is um, a nice family-friendly game called Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it's my, I, I want to call it like my favorite Zelda game, almost, because it plays so much like Zelda. It really I mean, does, though. Yeah, there are like sort of puzzles and it and it sort of goes uh it like intertwines in throughout the world the first one at least where... and the the combat is strategic just like ocarina of time was you know it wasn't yeah. so much about just button mashing as it was watching right and i just love how atmospheric it is and just it, there's a lot of lore there if you're willing to put in the work for it but if you don't care about that that's totally fine too and just like zelda yeah exactly and it's like it's almost like a horror game too like it, there are sections of that game that legitimately terrify me mm-hmm. and and i just i love how there's like a speed running community that that shows you like these little weird things you can do and there's so much packed into this game that seemingly you know you could maybe put 50 60 hours into but then if you start really getting into the nitty-gritty and like doing sort of the little weird things you can do you can spend like hundreds and hundreds of hours in this game absolutely did you play it on switch at all i'm just curious what your thoughts yeah were i did I, I i actually i wrote a guide for it um, oh cool for the switch cool. for the switch, uh, switch release is it a good um, port or yeah it's totally fine um what's fascinating is that they they put out a beta a little a little while before it came out and the beta ran like ass oh like it ran so poorly and like uh, everybody was like, oh man, this is not good. I remember it got delayed and mm-hmm. we were just kind of like, um, what's going on here? And then it just came out and it's like totally fine. Like that's I, cool. that's what I, I should can't do. even, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what happened with that. That was really weird. I'm not <laughs> used to that happening though. Usually if a beta comes out, then the game, they, they, it's kind of one of those things where like, they're just kind of hoping people like it. They're stress te- They're like stress testing network stuff. You know, they don't usually go back to the drawing board and, like, fix a bunch of stuff after a right. beta. So that's cool Exactly. That. Yeah, and I just love, like, going through it with different builds. And, and like, there are just these little weird challenges you can do. Like, not in-game, but, like, that you just make up. Like, I'm going to play through the game with only my fists. Or I'm going to play through the game and I can't press this one button. Like, I don't know. Like, it's weird. Like, there are these little weird things you can do. from And then... Because I'm going to play this with the rock band drum set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, and that's how in, invested into this game people get. Like, mm-hmm. they, they love it and they want to experience it as many times as they can. So, yeah. Um, I'm so happy it's on Switch. 
I, I put like 200 hours into the PS4 version and then I put like 100 more hours into the Switch version. Nice. It's just, it's just like comfort food game for me. So yeah, that's my number two. Awesome. Chris, what about you? What's your number one? This is your favorite game of my all time. My favorite game no of pressure. all time is comfort food to me. Kingdom Hearts 2. It's oh, so yeah. obvious. It's no, like the least no surprise. <laughs> no surprise. Um, yeah, I I just love this game from start to finish. Um, I just I kind of wish your favorite was Chain of Memories. Like no, weird. no, no, no way. <laughs> but the, the the combat is unmatched to me. Like there's no, no game like it. Like it's it's just so fast, and you can react really quickly. Um, yeah. the spells available to you are really fun to use. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's a very unique game. It has its own identity. It knows what it mm-hmm. is, and it just goes for it. Yeah, I just, I love the Disney worlds. I love just exploring them and finding the little like it's so detailed as to how the worlds are made as well. Like you little fine details from the films you see. Uh, right. I, I, Do you? Yeah. Do you think the combat um has improved from the first to the second? Oh, one? for sure. Yeah. Okay, um, good. Because I I tried playing the first one a hundred years ago, and I just I felt like the comp something was wrong with the combat for me at the time. And everybody always tells me, "Oh, the second one, the combat's way better." Give it's it a much chance. faster. So it, it's it, yeah. it goes to eleven, right? Um, okay. okay. King Cross cool. One used to be I my favorite had the game. Same thing. Um, I tried playing one, and it was like, oh, I don't know. And I didn't know if it was me or the game, so I, I kind of feel validated and better now that Joseph's like, "Oh, I had that problem." So that's cool. Okay, maybe I should just boot up two then. Just play two. Yeah, that's uh, just, okay. just try two out, see if you like it, and then play the other games if you're really invested. Um, yeah, I think they really hold up. Um, so some of the, you know, the story is confusing, is convoluted, but that's part of why I love it as well, just to figure out what's going on. Um, Man, we just had to go through all those games you got to play to fully understand the story. <laughs> my, head, my head hurts. Right. I'm just like, oh man, I feel like I just did math. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, it's it's not a fair like, it's not fair to knock the whole series down because of that because like so many series have that like Zelda's Metal Gear Solid is just oh bullshit yeah. like it's nuts. Yeah. Like and Zelda so, is all over the place. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Metal Gear so, Solid too. Yeah. From what I, I haven't I, played it, but from what I've read. And and Chris, I, so I guess needless to say, you're kind of excited for Kingdom Hearts. I Mastery. am ridiculously excited. <laughs> like picking up that game is going to be like a religious experience for me. <laughs> oh, you know, you should. It's something you I've been waiting film... for for like twelve years. So you should do an unboxing and film it, and then you're going to oh. start crying. Uh, y- y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. When 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 I open that main menu up and hear the dearly beloved music come up, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be in tears for, for sure. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if if a Telltale thing happened to that developer, Chris would have lost his mind. So, oh man! Sorry, like like the last third of the game's not finished, and the studio is shut. Oh down. god! <laughs> no! Don't even say that. Oh, well, no. it, 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 went, it went gold now, so we don't have to worry about it. Even if the studio did have an issue, somebody would just leak the game, and you could play it. Okay, that that makes me feel so a little you'd be, better. You'd be okay, yeah. <laughs> but the the boss battles are really fun in Kingdom Hearts two as well. Like uh, they're very anime. <laughs> they're exciting to watch. They're exciting to play. Um, there is quite a lot of strategy um, to the battles as well. Um, so yeah, please play it. <laughs> Pick yeah, it up. now that you said that combat's really fun in two, I'm gonna I'm just gonna maybe I'll come back to one of you know at some point, but I think I'm just gonna put two in and see what happens. Yeah, please do. 
All right, Josh, what is your favorite game of all time? I am on a Naughty Dog streak. My favorite game of all time is, without a doubt, it's the first game I put in my list. I was like, I know this is number one, uh, The Last of Us. Oh, Specifically, man. the remaster, because nice. it was just a really good remaster. But uh, yeah, The Last of Us, it's just, it's my favorite. It hits every single beat for me. The story is amazing. The characters are amazing. The voice acting is amazing. They even took something as mundane and potentially boring as a zombie apocalypse. It just flipped it its head and made it the coolest thing ever. Um, it wasn't even about that. It was just a setting and just, I just, yeah. I love that game. And one of my favorite uh, things, I really want to say it. So I'm just going to say spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you haven't played it, uh, stop listening to me for like the next 30 seconds. Okay. So I really, really like um, um, how you can uh, kill the doctors. Yeah. When you're saving Ellie. Like, they didn't make that a cutscene. You could just pick her up and walk out of there. You know, but everybody was like, no, I'm going to kill these doctors. And even even Neil Druckmann, when he was replaying it, like, last year, he he, he like he said something to the effect that he always does that. Because you, you, you just can't not. You're just so invested in everything. And so just angry. And and then that at the, at the end, okay, end of spoilers, I'm just being vague. I'll, I'll be vague. At the end, uh, Joel and Ellie's conversation... Uh, like the last conversation they have at the, at the end of the game is just, it just lingers with you. It just lingers it with you. And yeah. so, yeah, like, yeah, that's great. I, that, that game, it really hit me hard because, um, you know, I knew Naughty Dog was awesome at what they did. And this was sort of a more horror themed game. And it, it, I didn't really know what to expect. Right. And it opens up and that opening scene oh. is just like, Holy yeah. shit, is that what this game is going to be? Oh my god. And that's just like the first like 10 minutes. Right, you know, and like... it kicks, dude, it kicks you in the balls so hard, that opening scene. I, yeah, yeah. I love it. That really, I, that's a, a a respectable favorite game of all time. And just a quick shout out, like the DLC for it, if you haven't played it, is really, Oh my really goodness, good. yeah, please play you, that. I yeah. feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't play that DLC. Mm. It, it's and like... it, it, it's it's so good, and it's if, if anyone's listening, if you haven't played it yet, um, it's on the remaster. It's included, and that remaster is worth playing anyway. It's the whole game's at sixty frames per second. Uh, in the words of Colin Moriarty for his IGN review on um, the Last of Us remastered, it feels like that game was always going to be a PS4 game. Like it just, mm. it right. just, it, it 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 doesn't feel like they had to like. Do... It feels like if anything, they had to remove handicaps they put on the graphics and stuff for the PS3 version. You know, it feels like it was the other way around. Like they had to tone it down so it would work on PS3, and then they just like removed those barriers that it just worked on the PS4. But um, and um, special shout out to the online mode. I think the online yes. mode is absolutely like for no reason really good. Like I, I, I haven't know... played it, but I'll, I'll I need to check it out. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it is like surprising. Like. I don't maybe not surprising because Naughty Dog's awesome, but like just this random online mode that's like really really good in a story mode centric game. It is yeah. like, oh man, it is like super tense and like you you only get one life per round, so it's like really like you have to make sure you know what you're doing and it's really strategic. I absolutely love the online. I'll mode. have to I try. Whenever I went to play, I just end up replaying the main game. You know, like yeah, I don't know. Pop in. I don't know if there's much of a community nowadays, but yeah, pop in see see what's going on there because it. The online mode is surprisingly good. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check it out. But yeah, that's that's my number one. It's just, like I said, it's the first game I put in my list. I just love it that much. And The Last of Us Part Two last year, at the end of the year, they were like 2018, and they didn't say a word all year. And uh, it's what I thought would happen. They 
probably just kind of quietly delayed it. I hope it comes out in the spring. That's when The Last of Us originally came out oh, on man. the PS3 back in 2013. So I hope it's well, the it was, same thing. It was it was it was like June ish. So I think it's oh summer. yeah, you're like, right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. mid summer. I think it's yeah, coming yeah. out summer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have a, I have a, I'm, I guess maybe a pessimist. I have a feeling that is maybe at the best case scenario going to come out uh, at holiday of next year. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Because Naughty Dog, uh, quick, quick, just uh, side tangent. If you guys haven't read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier from Kodaku, Oh, I love that book. Read it. Oh my god, it's so good. But yeah, Naughty Dog pretty much gets special privilege because they've shown that they deserve it. Like Sony mm-hmm. owns them, so that helps. But also, no, they don't. Um, they 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 work with what they're given. So like, if they want six more weeks to work on a game, Sony gives it to them. Sony doesn't own because... Are you sure? Yeah, they I'm did. very sure. No, yeah, it's it. Yeah, they're their own thing. They're but it's weird. So it's like, is it is it second party then? It must be second yeah. party. Here, let me see. Let me look at that. Naughty. Sorry, it's gonna bother me. Naughty. No, it's okay. But um, I could. I'll just keep saying what I was saying while you're looking it up. But because of their relationship, they get they get stuff like that. So like Uncharted Two, they got to no no no. I'm sorry, it was Uncharted Four. They got to keep working on that well past when they're supposed to submit everything because Sony gave them leeway on like when they have to check for like. Uh, you know, like, they have to check for stuff for the certification process, like, uh, make sure there's not going to be anything in this game that affects their network and a negative, you know, like, uh, they, like uh, vulnerabilities and stuff like that. Sony gives them mm-hmm. more leeway because they're like, it's it's Naughty Dog, like, they're not going to do anything right. bad. So, yeah, they got, like, right until the last second, they got to work on uh, Uncharted 4. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If they want to delay that game, however long, Sony will let them do it. Um, according to Wikipedia, Naughty Dog is an American first-party video game developer studio based in Santa Monica, California. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I always thought they were by them by themselves too, but maybe you're right. Uh, oh, the studio was acquired by Sony Computer Entertainment oh, really? in 2001. Okay, so okay, I, guess I was wrong. wrong All right, you were right. You were right. Okay. Um, okay. So, Last of Us. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That game is freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, so my favorite game of all time, and this is going to be weird. <laughs> um, okay, so before I get into this, let me just... I really hope it's like... Trying to remember? No, 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 no. Okay, so it's weird because do you go with with your personal favorite one? Do you go with the objectively best one? How do you mm-hmm. choose this? So I couldn't decide. Oh. So what I ended up doing is I just blanket, just general cover of guitar hero and rock band wow to- okay. combined combined the whole everything the whole package um and i know that might be that might sound weird um because those games aren't really relevant anymore um but i owe i owe a lot to those games because they got me into the music i listened to but not only that they they like helped me develop uh, like a they they fostered this community that I was a part of that was so awesome back in the day. And it also taught me to like practice, you know, and it, and it made mm-hmm. me realize that if you practice, you can actually do stuff that, that you wouldn't have thought you were able to do. And I've put thousands and thousands of hours into these games. Well, I mean, those um, games were more than games. They were like just a phenomenon. Like they were huge, you know, yeah. everybody was yeah. playing those. Like even your parents who don't play games, like, oh yeah, bring that downstairs. We'll play it. Yeah, and and I got like way into the weeds of it. Like, um, I got like competitive with it, and there's this whole website that tracks your scores on songs, and 
um, you, I remember like uh, going for hundred percent on songs and then doing that with a full band. And I got good at like all the instruments. It's just, I don't know, man, like playing those games and it's just like muscle memory too. Like I had, there's this mod on the computer uh, called clone hero and it takes every song from every rock band and every guitar hero game and you can play it all on the same package and it's free. And, Dude, I'm going to check that out. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and you can download literally any song. Like, as long as somebody has made it, you can download it. Um, That's cool. Because people can make their own songs. Right. Um, but it's just, it's one of those games that, like, there, there's, like, infinite replay to it. Um, you, it, it, it um, one of my biggest passions is music, and I'm sort of intertwining this love for music with, like, this chase for a high score. And... I'm always just like, okay, let me let me play this weird song that I've never heard of, and I'm it, like, oh, it, it I gets it like gets this. that just one more, just one more, just one more feeling down, which is yes. crucial for a game that is you know great. Yeah, and um, so I know uh, there was a new rock band and guitar hero that recently came out, like in 2015, um, and I was severely disappointed with them because I just felt like they missed the mark and they didn't capture the essence of what the originals. Um, sort of had when they came out, and that's why I'm so glad Clone Hero exists. So I guess I'm sad it didn't do well because, like, I wanted that to yeah, come back in me the too. same manner it was in before because it was great, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess my technical real answer is Clone Hero because that game embodies all of the games <laughs> together. But but most people don't know what that is, so that's why I say Guitar Hero and Rock Band. But really, it's Clone Hero. They're, they had some good spinoffs too, like the Beatles rock. I'm, I'm a huge fan yeah, of Beatles. Uh, Beatles rock band was so good. Was so yeah, it was Beatles, so cool. Beatles is my favorite, um, simply because I just, I mean, those songs are obviously amazing, but like the art style is yes, so beautiful. Yes, and they went through like this story, and it was just, it was cool. I really like yeah, that game. And I love how it starts off with their older songs, how, you know, it's in black and white and they're all in their... Like, right, and they're of, at, like, the cavern. And then it, then yeah, they they're in their, their little and... boy band thing, right? And then it sort of progresses. And then they, the final songs are on the rooftop because that's the last show they played, you know? And, and I liked how in the studio time, they didn't just have them in the studio. They did, like, those little dream sequences. Right. Those were so cool. And the way they announced that game was amazing. They just had Paul and Ringo walk up on stage. <laughs> and just, like, that was so cool. Oh, I don't remember that. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, look up, look up E3. Uh, I think it was 2000. Huh. It came out in 2009. They might have announced it 2008 E3, I think. But yeah, yeah. dude, Paul and Ringo just came up there like in, their, in like little suits, like like they used to wear, kinda. Yeah. And what they did huh. is they announced the 2009 remasters of the Beatles discography. Um, that, oh, cool. that like that like that came out that year, and then they went up there and announced the game. So like that, mm. 2009 was a huge year for the Beatles. Like it was just really cool. That's um, yeah, because um, we got all kinds of cool stuff. The Beatles rock band is actually how I found out. Well, well, I I knew about the Beatles before, but I actually really listened to the Beatles and grew mm-hmm. to love the Beatles music. So yeah, that that was a great game yeah. for me too. Yeah, and and something I, else that the Beatles rock band did, and this this is the case for all bands featured in rock band and guitar hero there's the separate tracks because the way they mix it right so yeah. because of, when any any song or artist that's predominantly like predominantly featured in rock band and guitar hero you can like hear you know you can like separate the tracks because they had to do that to make the game so it's it's really cool it kind of opens things up for the fans of those you know songs and artists too yeah, you can actually you can adjust the volumes too. You can if you just only want to hear guitar, you can turn all the other instruments yeah. down and you only hear the guitar. I don't know why you would do that, but you. It's you can it's just cool. You. It's cool that you can though. Yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, that's my favorite game of all time. I know it's probably weird and unexpected, and, and most people don't talk about those games anymore, but they're very important to me. So do you guys... I just want to remind you that my middle of my list was Crash Bandicoot 2, so your, your number okay. one is not weird at all. <laughs> okay, good. So do you good, guys want to run through your top five just quickly? Sure. Uh, Josh, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. so from the bottom, uh, Mass Effect 2, Ocarina of Time 3D, um, Crash Bandicoot 2, Uncharted 2, and The Last of Us. So mine is Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest 8, Uncharted 2, Persona 4, or Persona 5, Beyond Good and Evil, and Kingdom Hearts 2. Alright, and then uh, my top 5, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, Persona 4, Golden, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Dark Souls, and Guitar Hero Rock Band slash Clone Hero. So there you guys have it. Uh, Clone Hero, Last of Us, and Kingdom Hearts 2 are the best games ever made. <laughs> only games you need. You don't need, you don't need any other games. You don't need to go to the Visa nice. Island. That's it. <laughs> you, you don't get to go. You can, you can stop the island in a canoe. <laughs> You're not invited. <laughs> All right. So um, last segment. Man, we have we have gone pretty long on this. I don't know. We're going to have to. We'll it'll just be tough for it. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll just tough for it. Yeah. Um, so final segment is what we've been playing. Um, and I like to end on what we've been playing because it just kind of sums up everything and it wraps up the show in a nice little package. So maybe why don't we start with you, Chris? What have you been playing? Okay, so I'm just going to briefly talk about these. So Shapeshifting Detective. It's like an FMV game. Um, intriguing story. You know, it's a bit quirky, the, the acting, um, but um, I really enjoyed my time with it. I've replayed it time and time and time this week. So about replay like three or four times just to find out all the scenarios that you can figure out and basically you're trying to find the killer um oh okay what platform is it's this? on ps4 switch uh pc basically everything um and okay. i'd recommend it it's only 10 bucks um hmm, okay it's, it's just a fun playthrough um yeah and you can beat it pretty quickly you can beat it pretty quickly and the the cool thing as well is that if you replay it the the person who did the murder is actually randomized. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So you have a reason to keep going back. And you keep going back to find the different scenarios as well, and you could go look through the trophies and figure them out. <laughs> it, it's great. It's And the, the main mechanic of the game is actually shapeshift into um, the, pe- the people you think could have caused the murder. So... Yeah, you switch, cool. you switch between the different people um, to get different um, responses from um, people you're interviewing. Uh, Florence as well is another game I played. Um, beautiful game. I, I it was an amazing use of the touchscreen. Um, and this is an I O uh, iOS game, right? iOS or and Android. Is it on Android. Okay. Yeah, and um, I, I I just thought it was a beautiful tale of how relationships come and go. Um, yeah, it was really, it was really, it was really good. I really liked it too. It was, it's fun. And it's like, it's it, like three do you know bucks. how much it? Oh, three Super bucks. Cheap. Okay, yeah. cool. It was like fifty percent off over the weekend as well for iOS. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, it's still there. But... It's like an hour or less, and it's it's really fun. It's it's short, but like it's 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 meaningful. Like it, it doesn't waste any time. And it's only three you bucks. Know? Like you're yeah. gonna spend the coffee, <laughs> spend it on coffee right, or the right. game, yeah. Um, yeah. My Hero Wants Justice is another game I played. Very disappointing. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Because a lot of people really like the anime. The, the anime is great. 
but the game is disappointing because first thing it doesn't have the dub and I, I, I watched the anime of the dub and I love the dub um, so it's just Japanese uh, and sometimes like while you're going through the menus like it doesn't show the, the Japanese it doesn't show any subtitles for English and that's during the game oh, as well um, so like if they're saying something while they're fighting you don't know what they're saying um, the story mode's huh. a bit disappointing as well like it's just told through panels most of the time like comic panels um, and and this is a fighting game yes right? it's a fighting game and it's very basic too like there's not a lot going on with the game it's kind of like Naruto I guess Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm like those that series of games yeah, and those are more like 3D. Yeah, those games, are 3D right? fighting games. Yeah, but there's a lot of cool elements, like that is um, how they um, translated the anime to the game is awesome. Like it looks fantastic how the how they're animated, all the special moves and all that. But yeah, I was I was very disappointed with the game. Um, and then next one that I finished was Bird at Storm. Um, and that's that's a PS Plus game. That's uh, it was a right? PlayStation Plus game a few uh, last month, I think. Oh, last month. Yeah, yeah that's right. And uh, I blitzed through it. <laughs> it was it's super fun. The the dialogue is a bit uh, it's a bit uh, <laughs> a bit risky, um, but overall, I I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, the set pieces are and, so fun. <laughs> and um, that's like a 3D cover shooter, right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of... Uh, oh, or, no, it's um, it's a first-person shooter. Oh, it's first-person. Okay, I see. I, that's one of those games that I totally missed back in the day. Like, I yeah. don't even remember. But I, I, um, I'd recommend downloading it because um, it's just the gameplay yeah, is very it. unique. And you you have to find like stylistic ways of killing your enemies and the the different. I still need to play it. I yeah. own it on uh, Xbox. Jerry uh, Bagel Games. He actually got a PS4 and an Xbox copy when he got sent the email from uh, uh, Epic to review it. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm reviewing this on PS4. Do you want the Xbox copy?" And I was like, "Uh, sure." Yeah. So I just <laughs> I just haven't played it yet, but it looks great. Like I want to play it. It looks like a game I'd really enjoy. You should. Yeah, it's a seven-hour game as well, so it's not too long. It's just about right. Um, you said seven hours? That's, yeah. That's a good length, yeah. But I had this hilarious glitch at the end where like there was this really important dialogue that was being said, and he, there was mm. nothing coming out of his mouth, so all, all the cutscene was that's just weird. like yeah. empty noise of him just like with his mouth moving. I'm like, oh my god. Actually, his mouth wasn't even moving. It was like just the plain kind of look on his face. <laughs> I, I clipped it on Twitch, so like you could look at <laughs> look at it on Twitch. I really want to play that with the Duke Dukem DLC too, because mm-hmm. uh, apparently, if you play, I, I it was a uh, Game Informer. They were talking about how this is like a while back. They were talking about the DLC, and they said that basically what they did is they put John Saint John, the voice actor of Duke Nukem, <laughs> in the game, but the other characters had the same dialogue. Right. <laughs> so, like, they'll be like, so-and-so, are you ready to go? And he'll be like, who the hell is that? I'm Duke Nukem. But it's just, like, he's the only one that knows, like, that he's there. It's just, it just sounds funny. <laughs> yeah, nobody else acknowledges that he's there. And uh, that's made by Epic Games, which is, uh, you always think of Gears of War with Epic. You know, oh, no, it wasn't made by Epic Games. It was made by, oh, God, what was it? People, uh, people can't can fly. fly. People can fly. Yeah. Oh, but they're they're, well, they're the publisher. It was published though, so, yeah. by Gearbox. Oh, it's pub. Huh. I'm yeah. on the Wikipedia here, and it says developers. People can fly and Epic Games. Yeah, I, I think hmm. Epic Games had some sort of involvement with it, but it was uh, 
Mostly people can fly. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, their names on the yeah. box too. I don't know. Okay. That's weird. So Josh, what, what have you played uh, over the last few weeks? Uh, I've been uh, neglecting playing uh, more like current games, and I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go and um, uh, Spyro Ignited. So I mean, I guess they're current, but I've just been you know the remakes. Um, I've been really enjoying them though. Uh, Spyro Ignited is great. Um, it's uh, I, I I love the original three Spyro games a lot. Um, I've replayed them a couple times, you know, over the years as well. I think the last time I replayed them was like three years ago. So, um, the originals are still pretty fresh in my mind. Um, Reignited is really great, though. I really like the graphical style a lot. I think it's really true to what Insomniac was trying to do with the limited, uh, assets they had. And I also, one thing I really like is, uh, Stuart Copeland, he's the drummer for The Police, and he was a, uh, composer for, uh, the Spyro, uh, soundtrack for the first three games. Um, he wanted to do dynamic, uh, a dynamic soundtrack, and they weren't really able to do that. Now, he did do it in a way where it would be common for uh, the music to line up really well and almost feel dynamic back in the day, but the remastered soundtrack is dynamic. I mean, you could turn dynamic on or off if you want, but um, so that's kind of cool. You know, they kind of did something that they wanted to do originally but couldn't do due to uh, technical reasons. So how's Pokemon? Yeah, I really like um, that. How's Pokemon? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. Now, bear in mind, if I love this game, I'm not a real fan. That's what I'm being told. <laughs> <laughs> even even though I, you know, I, I got a Game Boy Color in Pokemon Blue like the day it came out for my birthday. But okay, but yeah, okay. Uh, it's okay. it's great. I mean, come on, we've already had a remake of Red and Blue that was more traditional on the Game Boy Advance. So, you know, it's it's. I don't see why people that are upset are upset. Everyone that's enjoying it's having a good time. I think I, it's just kind of divided. And I don't understand the divided uh, feel on it because they're not replacing the regular formula. They've already said that a, a regular mainline game is coming out next year. So I just think I think that the I think people being upset about this existing are are completely it's unwarranted because it's not replacing what they love. So yeah, and I, I it's fun. I think if you just keep in mind that you know you're getting a real Pokemon game maybe next year or whatever, that this is just sort of like something to hold you over. And... Yeah, it's, it's a fun little spin-off. It's, that's what it yeah. is. It's, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, I like some things a lot more. Like, there's no random battles. That's, that's yeah. cool. It's, it's kind of like Earthbound, where you could, or Chrono Trigger. I think Earthbound might have done it too, though, where you can see the enemies. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And, and uh, I... uh, it's, it's a good bridge, you know, between, like, Let's Go and Go, because it's going to bring in people that have never played Pokemon before but played Let's Go, I think. Or I mean that yeah. played Go on mobile, which right. is which is cool. And oh man, it is like so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you're um, playing it too. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought maybe I would just chime in since yeah, I'm no, playing you're good. it. Yeah. You're good. Go ahead. Um. It. I think it is just like I don't know. I, when I think of the 3DS games, they're just like jagged and like mm-hmm. I mean you get what they're trying to do, but the 3DS can't do a whole lot, right? So like it kind of went farther than it could. They tried to do more than that was really possible. Yeah. So now you're playing. You know, you're playing. It's sort of the same artistic style, but it just looks incredible like it's it's really pretty yeah there's no blur or anything like that and i just i love that so much and i'm a big uh pokemon go player as well so having that integration between the two oh it's great yeah yeah it's really Uh, cool chris so they uh took out the safari zone and it's called the pokemon go park it kind of works like the pal park did on diamond and pearl where you basically send quote unquote pokemon from pokemon go to let's go and you can get them in the, the 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 pokemon go park so so yeah, if you have some Pokemon that you want to get rid of in Go and send them to Let's Go, you can certainly do cool. that. You can't send them back, but you can send them to, which that's it's it's really cool. And here's my thing too: 
You can ride around on an Onyx. Like, I mean, come on. He's huge. Yeah. He takes up half the screen. <laughs> um, and my, my wife just got a Snorlax the other day. And have you gotten a Snorlax yet, Joseph? Uh, no, not not yet. I'm probably maybe about like I don't know a fifth through the game, or maybe like two fifths. Okay. Uh, I am uh, about to go to Vermilion City. My wife is like going to Cinnabar Island, so she's she's way farther than you and me. But uh, okay, so she just got a Snorlax recently. And so, Chris, you already know that your Pokemon can follow, follow behind you? Mm. Okay. So if it's a big Pokemon like Onix or like RK9, you can ride them. Okay, on Snorlax, you literally just hug him and he walks around. <laughs> like, you're just holding on to his belly. And it's it's the funniest thing ever. But yeah, um, and your your main starter, like Pikachu or Eevee, they, they can travel with you while another Pokemon is outside of Pokeball as well. So, like, I'll have uh, somebody behind me, usually Magikarp right now, because it's hilarious to watch him flop around behind me. Um, and then um, Pika- or Eevee sits on top of my head. So, yeah, it's it's fun. I don't know why anybody's <laughs> upset. It's just a fun game. It's great. Um, and like like Joseph said, it's just it's just an in-between kind of, you know, it's a time-over. Like, if you don't want it, then, hey, whatever. You're getting Pokemon whatever next year. And, and I'll buy that one, too. Um, but this one's really great. I, I think it's really fun. Um, my only complaint, I think Joseph, I talked about this the other day on Twitter, you cannot play with a pro controller, and you, uh... and you can't play uh, <laughs> with with a Joy-Con. Like you, you can play the, you can play the single Joy-Con, but you can't like hold it uh, horizontal right. and play like that. You have to hold it like a remote control. And you, I cannot uh, fathom why they did that. You can't. Okay, so if you're playing in handheld mode, Chris, you can just tap A to throw a Pokeball. But if you're playing on the TV, you have no other option than to like quote unquote throw a Pokeball with your hand. Yeah, and like it mostly works. It's that's my complaint isn't how it feels. It's more like why do I have to play like that? Especially, and this has been my soapbox whenever this comes up. Especially when the entire like spirit of the Switch is hey play however you want to play, and then this game comes over and goes yes play like this. Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. Like it's so stupid. Like I don't know why. The only thing I could think of that me and Joseph were talking about the other day on Twitter was. They probably wanted Pokemon Company, not Nintendo. Probably wanted to push people into playing in handheld mode, like almost bully them into doing it. <laughs> like Nintendo might, because they don't own Game Game Freak. That's a weird, long conversation in itself. It's this weird joint ownership between three companies. Um, they don't own them outright, so they probably were like, "Hey, we really want Pokemon the Switch." And then I, I feel like Game Freak slash Pokemon Company might have went, "Well, fine, but we're gonna do it like this, and we're gonna we're gonna make people play it in handheld mode." It's the only thing I can think of because there's no, there's just there's just no reason for them to make you play that way, especially on a system that's so um, bent on letting you play however you want usually. So, so how's um, yeah? It's Tetris it's fun though. You sh- you... Oh oh my god, Tetrispect is so good. Yeah, it's it's all I can think about like when I'm not playing it pretty pretty much. Um, and it's one of those games that's there's like a lot of music that's. Uh sort of entwined into it as well yeah right? yeah it's from the people that did res infinite which i haven't played yet but i've, I've like watched footage on it it's it's really cool and it's available to play without vr but like i wouldn't spend 40 dollars on it if i wasn't going to play it in vr personally and you have a vr headset yeah yeah I, i'm okay. playing it on uh, playstation vr yeah i think i'm getting one for christmas so tetris effect is definitely one i'm gonna jump oh into. absolutely it's so much fun it's 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 a lot of fun it's it's really immersive it's really fun it's crazy it's it's really great and um 
I hope it goes to other VR platforms. Right now, it's only on PSVR. I hope it goes on like Vive and Oculus and all that, just so more people can play it. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. All right. And um, so, real quick, I know we just talked about that. I've been playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go. I already covered, you know, how much I love that game, and I just think it's so good at holding you over till the next uh, Pokemon game, whenever that comes out. So I'm really glad it exists. Um, yeah. Other than that. I'm still uh, trucking through Red Dead Redemption 2, which at the rate I'm going, I should be done with it by 2050. So <laughs> that'll be okay. Um, I just, like every day, I just put like a couple hours, maybe not even, maybe an hour into it. And that's how I want to play it. And I, I don't want to rush through it. It's That game is just too big to try to plow through. It's, I'm and just taking it, my time. It'd be more enjoyable if you just take your time and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, as always, I almost every day play Clone Hero, and I already talked about that extensively, so uh, I don't want to go too deep into that. But yeah, I mean, I download songs every day and and just that's jump cool. In I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about that because I didn't I didn't yeah. know about that. That's yeah, it's cool. great. Um, I played way too much of Battlefield Five. Uh, I had to write a collectible guide oh, for where to find God. all all the collectibles, <laughs> and I and I because I'm an insane person, I did it in one sitting. Um, oh. What? Well, because I had to get it done, I had it had to be published, yeah. like you know, the next right, day or right. whatever. So, so yeah, I I just did it all in one sitting. And what was crazy is I was sort of referencing, um, I was like tr- trying to find information on the internet, and there really wasn't that much info on it. So when we published it, we're like one of the first websites that have oh. a full of like even like before IGN, like. Wow. IGN has like a partial guide, but they're not finished with it. So that was really insane. Gotta get that SEO um, money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, if 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 that one guy was still at IGN, he could have used your guide to write IGN yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Um. So yeah, Battlefield. 5, I I wrote this feature on how I. I think the story mode is a step back from Battlefield One. You can read that on Twinfinite if you want. Um, not really. I'll check too... it out because I'm I'm curious. I I, I haven't. Yeah, bought not it yet. too wild about Battlefield Five, honestly. But you know, that's it, for the amount of quality games we've gotten this year. I'm not it's too fine. worried about it. Yeah, yeah. it's we, we've had a good year. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised though because I, I'm I was surprised that Battlefield wasn't going to go tit for tat with Call of Duty like it usually can. You know, it used to always yeah. be like Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield. Like those were like always kind of like within centimeters of each other in terms of like, well, it does this really well, but doesn't you know? Like they were always right there. And then Battlefield Five, man, it just kind of kind of fell back a little bit compared to yeah. you know the other other big things happening right now. Right, and maybe the online mode is like you know the the main attraction for that. I didn't play it; I was just all on the single player, which you can beat in like two and a half hours. So oh, that's yeah. Just if you want to read my feature, you can. It it, it if you like Battlefield One, don't expect. Uh, that's too bad because yeah, Battlefield One has some cool story stuff in it. Yeah, that's too yeah. bad. Um, and finally, I've been just dabbling with Hitman. Um, those games are just so fun, like just kind of junk food games. You just go around and you can try to use the environment to kill your objectives. Or did you um, kill Sean Bean yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, I'm st- I'm like really early on because I take okay. my time. Like I want to try to get through without killing anybody if at all possible, and I I try to get like the most points and stuff. So it takes me like two hours to beat a level it looks really fun that looks like a game where like if if phones were like 10 times more powerful that would be so much fun to play in your phone like like i'm talking with a controller like i'm talking like in short bursts at work 
You know what I right. mean? Like, or, or I don't know. It's if, if Sony had some sort of powerful handheld system that we could yeah. play that on, uh, like a Vita. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's Hitman Go on the Vita, but you know I that's the kind of thing I would same. love to play on the Switch and Vita is like something like Hitman Two. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's gorgeous. There's so much to do. There's like a lot of replay value because you get when you beat a level, you get like certain perks for that level. That if you oh, go cool, back, cool. You, if you go back, you can play it totally differently because now you have this new thing. So yeah, it's really that's good. cool. Um, okay, I'll have to check that out soon. It looks fun, and I'm looking forward to hearing when you kill Sean Bean too. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. I'll, next on next week's episode, hopefully I'll be at that point and I'll okay. keep you guys well, I've updated. Heard on... You only have one shot. If you screw it up, you won't be able to. Uh... Oh, I mission. hope not. I really want to murder him. <laughs> yeah, he he was taunting me on YouTube ads. He was like, you guys ready to come get me? You get one shot. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Um, I feel like I just don't have enough time to get through everything this holiday. Yeah. It's, it's been insane this year. It's been crazy. But I'm like... trying to hit 50 games by the end of the year before Chris does, and uh, <laughs> so I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that about wraps it up don't you yeah and then uh next week uh we're gonna be talking uh our our uh uh, uh um votes on the game awards what we okay think yeah. yeah yeah so next week we're gonna be doing our predictions for game awards so please there's the word predictions i was like i can't i can't remember, i can't remember what word to use yeah please please be excited for that i'm i'm super excited it's gonna be a bloodbath over the game of the year nomination yeah because everyone's going to want this game or that game or this game to win. It's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, exactly. So any closing thoughts on, you know, news or games we've been playing or anything like that from anybody? Um, I got crash the switch and that's been fun. <laughs> I got it on black Friday for like $25. I think it might still be on sale too. If anyone's on the fence, but it's, it's, it's good. It's a good faithful, uh, port. It doesn't look as good as it does on PS4. Obviously, like it's a Switch. It's not going to. That's not the purpose of the port. But it's it's fun. It yeah. feels good. That's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah. Anything is like if it's portable. I'm all I'm happy with that. So yeah, and it feels good as a portable game because you know the level nature of it. So you could pick it up and play a level or two and then put it down. So right. I'd like to find out what you guys have been playing recently. Um... So what you've been finishing, and uh, just let us know with the hashtag the games list on Twitter. Uh, yeah, great. we'll yeah. read it out. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, I really, I really hope, I hope the games list becomes trending. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> yeah. <That'd> be amazing. <laughs> yeah, and even if it's bad, let us know so we can avoid the game and why we should avoid it, good or bad. We want to hear what you've been playing. Yeah. So Chris, where can people find you on on the internet? So yeah, you can find me at uh, Penwell Writes on Twitter. You can find me at Down Up Destiny on Twitch, and uh, my, you can find my stuff on VegaGames.com as well. Every once in a while, I'll be doing a review on Persona Four, no Persona Three Dancing, Persona Five Dancing on uh, this Friday. Oh, nice! Because that's when the embargo yes. is. Cool. And uh, what about you, Josh? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm just on Twitter right now. I'm not writing for anywhere right now. One of the reasons being what you were just talking about, <laughs> trying to crank out an article in the next few hours. Uh, <laughs> I want I want a little break from that for a while just to enjoy some games. So I but I talk about games a lot. Um, uh, I'm uh, on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols, um, and I like to share game stuff and cats. Lots of cats. Yes. Love yes. Cats. Yes to the cats. 
Um, and for me, you can just find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden, um, and then all my stuff on Twinfinite. I post on there almost daily. Uh, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm posting daily. I've been doing a lot of guides recently, so if you guys need help with Red Dead, if you guys need help with Pokemon Let's Go or the collectibles in Battlefield, check out Twinfinite, and there's probably a guide there that I've done that will help you out. So, uh, yeah, just a little quick plug there. So I think that about wraps it up for everybody. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have to pee. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everyone for coming uh, for listening to us, and once again, um, fill in your the games you've been playing recently with the hashtag the game list. Uh, we'll see you next and if week. If you kill Sean Bean, also let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, screenshots, please. Yeah. And then please look forward to next week. We've got our Game Awards episode. So we're going to be at each other's throats for that. So And I think we'll probably fun. all be watching live on December 6th, probably live tweeting too. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah. if the last few shows are an indicator, it's probably going to be awesome because they've been consistently great since uh, Jeff started doing his own thing away from Spike TV. Right, exactly. So thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Okay, bye. bye.